Today's podcast is sponsored by First Amendment Comedy Takeover, July 23rd to the 28th. Go to factphilly.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday, June 7th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. An officer assigned to investigate a rash of robberies at 7-Eleven stores in Bucks County shot the suspect who was robbing the Langhorn location. Police said it happened at the 7-Eleven store on the 200 block of North Pine Street late Thursday night. The suspect was taken to the hospital alive, but the severity of the injuries has not been released. This particular 7-Eleven has been robbed three times in recent weeks, police say. Uh, The officer who shot the suspect was a member of a task force created by police in Bucks County along with the FBI to investigate the 7-Eleven robberies. Mm. Police have said, uh, though, which department, haven't said which department the officer is a member of. At least nine evidence markers could be seen through the front door of the store. Authorities have yet to provide any further details. A statement is expected uh, this morning from the Bucks County District Attorney, and the store remains closed at the time. Authorities in the Dominican Republic are claiming the deaths of a Pennsylvania psychotherapist and an American couple five days later at the same resort uh, may be unrelated incidents. An autopsy reveals 41-year-old Miranda Shop Werner of Whitehall Township died of a type of heart attack that's led to respiratory failure. Her husband says that she had a drink from the minibar then suddenly collapsed. Dominican police are also investigating the deaths of a Maryland couple um, at another hotel. It was originally reported that they were at the same hotel, but now they're saying it was another hotel. Uh, I on May 30th. Officials say 63-year-old Edward Nathan Holmes and 49-year-old Cynthia Ann Day appeared to have suffered respiratory failure and fluid in the lungs. The deaths uh, did take originally were reported that they took place at the same hotel. Police said several bottles of medicine to treat high blood pressure were found at the scene of the couple's death. Now, a Colorado couple <clears throat> says they now feel compelled to speak out about their story. They claim that they were poisoned by insecticides at the same resort last year, the Grand Bahia Principe Resort in La uh, Romana, after deciding not to buy a timeshare at the resort. The couple saw a doctor who said that they were likely poisoned by a pesticide. Uh, they had filed a lawsuit asking for a million dollars in damages after the hotel refused to re- refund them uh, and reveal information about the chemical use. I was watching a uh, segment, I forget what show it was on, but it was about this and about uh, deaths specifically of Americans at these resorts. And so they said a number is like 150 over the course of either 10 years, maybe 11, 12 mm-hmm. years. And I think, well, I don't know, you know, out of all these resorts and so on and so forth. But there's, if you if you look at um, amount of people who are there as opposed to that number, it actually is a is a lot, a decent, a really? lot, decent yeah. And and uh, and so they were saying, and and they were advising, though there was no conclusive. Yes, there's a plot to kill Americans or whatever. <laughs> right. uh, they said, you know, obviously we tend to go. We Okay. Wait, were these all suspicious deaths? There were a number of suspicious deaths. Okay. Yeah. Some, you know, but there, there was. Um, again, what happens is sometimes something like this will happen, and then they'll go back and review previous deaths, and, and then and, see and, like, and all right, what was to do this that now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just odd. It's it's this woman was there. She was perfectly fine in her forties. Um, collapsed. She's dead. And then a couple, and now this Colorado couple speaking out about something that happened to them. Uh, so the Dominican Republican minister of tourism went on the defense Thursday, suggesting all three deaths could be coincidences and that they were all, uh, they maybe all had pre-existing health condi- conditions. Toxicology of results are, will take about a month to come I'm back. I'm sorry. You said conditions. And <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's it, sorry. You said a word yeah, that's yeah, naughty yeah. and it made us laugh. It made me get When I go sorry. down it's there. It's a funny story, but I found <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> when I go down to travel to tropical areas, it's usually because I I produce snuff films and yeah. I go down to see what's <laughs> well, easy yeah. to pull and off I never off. feel safe on those sets, yeah. you know. 
New Jersey Transit announced the suspension of the entire river line late Thursday night. The transit agency said during routine inspections, it was discovered that some of the wheels on the train cars did not meet safety standards. Don't the wheels on the train go round and round? That's the bus, (laughs) but train I would expect too. Inspectors discovered a defect in a single batch of wheels (laughs) delivered by the manufacturer. Due to the suspension of the line, express shuttle buses will operate at the line's four largest stations. River line fares still apply to shuttle bus service. Now, New Jersey Jersey Transit Executive Director uh, Kevin Corbett said that they are working to restore service as quickly as possible, uh, but they haven't released when that will be. Express bus service between Trenton, Florence, Beverly, Edgewater Park, and Walter Rand Transportation Center in Camden will operate in both directions with the most frequency every 15 minutes between 545 and 830, every 30 minutes between 830 and 4 o'clock, and then back to every 15 minutes between 4 and 7 p.m., every 30 minutes between 7 and 930 p.m. Could there, you repeat that, Kathy? I just got it. <laughs> there will be bus and shuttle service at the other mm-hmm. stations as well. In sports this morning. Ball sacks are yummy. The Phils were off last night and opened up a three-game series at home against the Cincinnati Reds. After losing five straight, the Phils have won two in a row and are still in first place in the National League East, two games in front of the Atlanta Braves. Tyler Male will get the start for the Reds tonight, and Zach Eflin starts for the Phils. Game time is set for 7.05. In the Stanley Cup Finals, the St. Louis Blues beat the Bruins 2-1 last night. Game 5 in Boston. Jordan Binnington stopped 38 shots, and the Blues held on to take a 3-2 lead in the best-of-seven final. Ryan Ryan O'Reilly and Dan David Perrin scored for the Blues, who have won two straight games since a 7-2 loss at home in Game 3. It was the first time in the series a team has won two in a row. They can win the first championship in franchise history at home in Game 6 on Sunday night back in St. Louis. The Golden State Warriors will look to bounce back from their loss on Wednesday and even the series in tonight's Game 4 of the NBA Finals against the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors lead the series two games to one. Tip-off is at 9 o'clock. The Philadelphia Eagles have signed franchise quarterback Carson Wentz to a four-year extension through the 2024 season. The team announced Thursday the extension is for $128 million and includes guarantees of over $107 million but can escalate to a maximum of $144 million. Wentz's total deal is now six years for $154 million but can grow to a max of $170 million. And the Philadelphia Union are at home tomorrow night against the New York Red Bulls in a game in Chester. 16 games into the regular season the Union are in first place in the Eastern Conference with eight wins and 28 points. The game is scheduled to begin at 7.30. And that's what I have for you this morning. Hi, thank you very much, Kath. Welcome to Friday, dear Woo! friends. A lot of things to celebrate. We'll get to all that in a little bit, but we need to award one of our final coolest teacher of the year. Uh, recognitions to pass along. Yesterday we had solicited for LaSalle College High School to text in and tell us who the coolest teacher of the year was. And they did that, and we have a prize, and we're ready to announce our winner. So let's do that very thing. Had a little gas, so let's get rid of that first. And and I'm feeling very strong this morning. Amazing. But let me play the Tiffany to get set up here. You okay, Case? Casey's the one who supplies those particular effects. You know, the burp and the bionic sound. Well, I just love you. Yeah, a little gas. <laughs> Feeling very strong. <laughs> well, you got to roll with it, you know? All right, oh, so good. we are ready oh, to announce geez. our winner, and our winner 
from LaSalle <laughs> College High School is Mr. Jerry Miller. Yeah. 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 And Mr. Miller is a social studies teacher. And you know what? This is a really cool send-off because... This was his last year teaching wow. at LaSalle. Yeah, he's uh, been a faculty at the member at this school for, listen to this, 40 years. Whoa. 40 years, and that's, he finally got the mug. That's amazing, man. Uh, and he is, uh, I'm, I'm really interested to talk to him and find out about him. Marissa found uh, some pretty interesting photos. I guess this is in, I don't know, is this in his classroom, Marissa? We think so. Uh, he's got... What looks like over a hundred stickers, like bumper stickers. Wow. And one of them is a WMMR sticker. Yeah. Uh, Marissa circled it and uh, also showed me his uh, grade book from his first year, which I, I, I'm not really sure. I'll have to take a, a closer look at that. But that's, His first year of teaching? Yeah, 40 years ago. Wow. Or at least at, uh, at LaSalle. He's been at that school. He's been teaching at LaSalle for 40 years. He's been at, from what I said, three separate wow. schools 40 years each. Oh, if, he's uh, been for, teaching no, for no, no, 120 no. years. years. <laughs> no, it says here he's been a faculty member at the school for 40 years. That's pretty great. That's flat out amazing. I mean, I'm like, it's seriously. My son's in sixth grade. Uh, he'll be in high school soon. That's one of the high schools we're looking at. I mean, obviously O'Hara is definitely you know on the list or whatever. But LaSalle College High School is definitely. It's just it, it's a really good school. If he goes there, he'll be, be near where I live. That's a selling point. It is. Yeah. Because he could sleep over at your house. Yeah. So I'm curious if uh, if he's retiring or if this is just his last year at LaSalle. I don't I can't see. Well, call in and tell us. Being there 40 years and then just picking up and going to another school. But uh, nonetheless, we congratulate uh, Mr. Miller. And we are going to give him the coolest teacher of the year coffee mug. And we'll also give him a $50 What a Crock Meals gift card. Whatacrockmeals.com. I'm sure when you start teaching, you dream one day I'll, I'll get a free Crockpot meal, yeah. um, and, but then you never believe it's going to happen. And then on and that now last it day, they hand it to you. So wait, come back. Uh, You're kidding. So hopefully, uh, we'll hear from Mr. Miller at some point. It's awesome. I will stay though, Steve, because I'm on a subscription plan with those guys. They're great. Watercrockmeals.com. Yeah. When that box comes, it's as exciting as when the Amazon box comes. Well, you, you, really... What's great is when you remember you have you have one still in your freezer. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh boy. Oh, I have my freezer is overloaded with with water crock meals. It's crazy. That's good. Okay, but you can't earn the mug because you're not a teacher. I'm not. You must be very proud. All right, here we go with our final school. This is it for 2019. Steve is reaching into the container and is going to pull out our last name. Steve, make I'm it a good blessing about here. With <laughs> Please, I know you are diddling it quite a bit. Sounds like I got a taker. I hit something. There we go. And right. it is Preston. It is. Who's it gonna be? Make it a good one. It is. Oh my God! St. Basil's Academy in Jenkintown, PA. St. Basil's! Is it Basil's or Basil? Basil's. It is Basil's. St. Basil's Academy in Jenkintown, PA. JTP, man. JTP. Yeah. All right. Is that all girls? That's all girls, right? You got me. I think we went from all boys to all girls. All Look right. at us. Fair enough. Let's uh, let's find out St. Basil's, who is the coolest teacher of the last year. Please let us know. Text the word teacher to 39333. You got to text the word teacher followed by the teacher's name. And we'll compile it over the weekend. And on Monday, we'll find out who at St. Basil's of Jenkintown is our coolest teacher. So Yeah, hey. you're right, Case. It's an all-girls school. Cool. Well, thank you for participating, everyone in this. Uh, besides that, we have some other things going away, uh, going on. I'm sorry, we're, we're going to give away our Word of the Week prize for Hershey Park tickets and an overnight stay for four. So get ready for that. 
Uh, Guest-wise in the studio, I'm really interested uh, to have this gentleman here. His name is Jimmy O. Yang. Yeah. He's performing at Helium Comedy Club tonight. If you watched Silicon Valley, you know who he is. If you saw Crazy Rich Asians, you know who he is. And Crazy Rich Asians... He's the really over-the-top guy that throws the bachelor party. He's a total yeah. D-bag. None of them like him. No. But for some reason, he just he's like that guy. He came that, around. That friend that you just end up hanging on to for one reason or another. <coughs> yeah, but he's yeah. insanely rich and crazy. And uh, he's going to be stopping in this morning. He's also in, uh, he plays a really cool character in uh, Patriot's Day. He's the guy that gets basically carjacked and held hostage by the terrorists. Yes. And driven around for a while. He's a good actor. He's a really good yeah. dramatic actor, too. So Jimmy O. Yang is stopping by this morning. Should be pretty cool to uh, meet with him. He's at Helium, like I said, uh, tonight and tomorrow night. Uh, we also have our friends from Elmwood Park Zoo stopping Ooh. by for the Beast of the Beast of a Feast event, which is coming up on the 20th. So we'll get the details from then them when they stop by a little bit uh, later on this morning. So we got uh, several things to get to today. Let's go ahead and take a break. Come back in a second. Uh, entertainment report. We have uh, some breaking news. A friend of ours, Steve, you just sent that information over to me. Yeah, yeah. I did not know. Mm. We were teased it yesterday, but we'll get to that and some other things when we return. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's do a stupid question, see if we can give away a four-pack of Maury's Piers Water Park Passes. Ooh. And we're going to do a Stanley Cup question because uh, hopefully it will be over on uh, Sunday and the Blues will win. We'll see. Uh, the last Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup, who was that? 215-263-WMMR was the last Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. i got a bunch of birthdays today. On Friday, June 7th, to kill some time till we get your calls in. And we have a couple of musical birthdays that we'll start with, three of them to be specific. Dave Navarro of Jane's Addiction and uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers for a little bit of time. Yeah. Damn good musician, correct? Yeah, he is. He's, he's a really solid guitar player. Dated uh, uh, Carmen Electra? Yeah, they were married. Uh, were they? For a little while, yeah. Didn't know that. Uh, 52 years old, but uh, yeah, I don't know how long that lasted or what and the status of their relationship He's speaking the Ink World, too, right? Ink uh, Masters. Well, yeah, he's one of the judges. The judges. Ink yeah. Master, yeah. I saw the Jane's Addiction one time at the Spectrum. How were they? Um, they were good. You know what? I, I only remember a couple of things about the show. One, Dave Navarro and Flea made out on stage. Hey, cool. That was kind of cool. Um, and... They also moved, uh, you know, from the main stage because I had like terrible seats. I was yeah. all the way in the back, and then they came up and they did this song in particular on like a tiny little stage, like right in front of us, and that was cool. That was really worth it. I was at that concert. Yes, I absolutely loved it. Okay, I, I thought they were phenomenal. I'd never seen Jane's Addiction before and was very impressed. I would love to see. I've seen them. Yeah, I remember being at that show, and when they went to that satellite stage, it was yeah. so cool. Yeah, I'm fairly certain. The other thing I remember is that the Eagles were playing the 49ers at the Vet. It was a Monday night. That's I, I'm fairly certain. That Any more Monday random night. data? <laughs> no, that's it, Steve. Happy Friday. I you. remember a yearning for pudding that <laughs> night. <laughs> <laughs> I like that term, random data. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly, that's precisely <laughs> it. Uh, he's 52, Dave Navarro. 
Uh, Eric Kretz, drummer for Stone Temple Pilots. Kretzer. This radio station and STP have a long history together, and uh, I've met Eric a couple of times. Kind of a quiet guy, uh, but uh, straight ahead, solid drummer, and what Stone Temple Pilots needs. He is uh, 53 years old today. Does he's talking with his music crush? That he yeah. does. And, Case, did you see this next one? I got you. Oh? La- ladies and gentlemen, it is the birthday of the Welsh stud, yeah. Tom Jones. <laughs> Tom is 79 years old today. Tom Jones. Maybe we'll do, we'll do a really big celebration when he hits 80 next year. God, but I'd love to get him in the studio. But I guess that would be, yeah, that would be on a Saturday, right? Isn't yeah, we'll come in. The calendar works out. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Bill, I, please, we have to go live. Tom Jones is available. I love Tom Jones. So years and years ago, we've talked about this many times. He had a show, first time I ever encountered, even knew Tom Jones. He had a show on ABC, like a variety show. And all I know is that every mom that I knew went freaking nuts for yeah, him. Yeah, And so he was, they called him, what, the Welsh Elvis or whatever? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he's, he's he, he, you want to talk about a guy who blows out his vocal cords. Oh, my God. Tom Jones. Powerful, soulful yeah. voice. And a few years ago, he came out and did a small segment on the Grammys. I forgot who was, it might have been Jesse J that he was singing I with. I think you're right. Yeah, they did a duet, and he was phenomenal. The still guy got can it. still do it. I I'd like to him. hear him and Shirley Bassey do a duet. Oh, yeah. my God, yeah. They, they still got <laughs> yeah, it. Your tinnitus would skip up like 200%. Uh, but uh, the great Tom Jones, I, I love that guy. 79 years old today. Uh, Liam Neeson has a birthday. full-blown nights. He has full-blown nights. <laughs> In my next movie, I play a snowplow driver who has full-blown AIDS. I've got full-blown AIDS. Full-blown AIDS. Uh, Hilarious. He's great. Uh, you know. I, I, Razagul, man. Razagul. Yeah, Batman Begins. That's right. Uh, I'm Taken was great. Uh, Rob he, Roy. Has he done any lighter fare in the world of cinema? Yeah. He, I've got full-blown AIDS. Well, I mean, that's not a movie. But, he, you know. Where he's the main character in a comedy? He yeah. did. He played a cop with... Um, like post traumatic stress deal sounds hilarious. It sounds like a scream, doesn't it? But he he had he had he had uh, like he had issues. Okay, and it really you know clearly because you're nodding your head, you remember it so well. It, it didn't do well, but uh, he is in. Um, it is like Ted too. The A team is kind of lighter too. I mean, yeah, it's, you yeah, know, yeah. but right. okay, Schindler's but, List has its oh, funny moments, dude. God, he is great in that movie. It's uh, honestly, just a masterpiece that sits squarely on the shoulders of uh, Ben Kingsley. Uh, and oh, um, man, who's yeah. amazing, He's and incredible. Liam Neeson. I mean, there's some great performance. Oh, well, and of course, um, uh, Ray Fiennes, Ray, who's just... Uh, you, uh, yeah, Eamon Goth. It's, there's, there are three um, incredible performances in that movie, and if you've never seen it, even, even though given the material and how heavy it is, it's just an amazing piece of film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Work of art. Uh, he is 67 today. Carl Urban. Man, do we love that guy when he came by here. He's great. Um, and he's been in a lot of stuff. And I love seeing him pop up. And you're like, oh, there he is again. Uh, Lord of the Rings. He played a few characters uh, in, in the Star Trek series. He's McCoy. And does so good as McCoy. Yeah. And, and in fact, he got to meet uh, DeForest Kelly's widow. And uh, he, who, who played the original Dr. McCoy. And she told him he would have been fantastically proud of the performance. Uh, it says here Thor Ragnarok. Right? Yeah, he's yeah. A Scourge. Remember Scourge? Oh, yes. He's the kind of a... He, he, loved, he had his M- dual M16s uh-huh. uh, that he got from Earth. That's right. He's 47 today. <laughs> and the best Judge Dredd ever. Yeah? Yeah. Really still good. have to see that. 
Uh, Anna Kornikova, the tennis player, is 38. Uh, is she the one that has the uh, poker hand named after her? Yeah, yeah. A- uh, Ace King. It's called the Anna Kornikova because it looks good but never wins. Yeah, right. she's in a Farley Brothers movie. I think she's in Me, Myself, and Irene, too. Okay. She's a cameo. Uh, she's 38. Bill Hader turns oh. the big 4-0 today. Super talented. Yeah, he's great. Um, I love Barry. <laughs> I've only seen a few episodes, but I know it's very funny. It, and it, it has gotten... I, listen, he's I a hitman who wants to become like an actor, right? Yeah, yeah. so he, you know, he plays like a former... Well, he plays a Marine who yeah. was you know, over in Afghanistan or whatever. And as it turns out, he's an amazing sniper or whatever. So his commander back in the states just kind of turns him into a hitman, mm-hmm. and he goes out to L.A. To, for a hit, stumbles into an acting class, and then he's like, "Oh, I like this." And so he's doing. It's just it's really funny, but it's compelling. The characters are great. Henry, Henry Winkler. Winkler. Henry yeah. Winkler is awesome. In it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Bill Hader, forty today. Michael Sarah. He is uh, 31 years old. Another, another guy who's in a ton of great stuff. I just watched a little bit of Superbad the other day. It was uh, <laughs> McLovin's birthday last week, and the the you know the uh, fake ID that he creates. It was yeah. his birthday the other day, and uh, that scene with when they in, introduced the, the fake ID and him and Jonah Hill and, and Michael Sarah is really hilarious. McLovin, McLovin, <laughs> what, you're an Irish Hawaiian. Uh, he's 31, and then the last birthday. It's AI's birthday today. Oh, really? Alan Iverson turns 44 years old today. I think you described it recently, and I I agree with you. I always appreciated his capabilities, was never a big fan of uh, the guy I assumed he was. But he's... I think he's changed. Oh, I think he's changed. He's, he's embraced the sport. He seems to be... He's realized the mistakes he's made. Yeah. Too, which well, is what happens with age a lot of times. And even if, you, you know, if, you're, if you're filthy rich and you blow all your money, money. You, you, learn, uh, you learn a few lessons. I don't, you you might learn something. You might yeah. learn something. If you don't pay attention, <laughs> even they I learn. <laughs> <laughs> you said it all, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you said it all. <laughs> What were you going to say? I was just going to say, I don't know if he's changed all that much. He just doesn't have practice every day. Yeah, so. yeah I kind of agree with you, Case. Right? I, yeah, because there's still some things out there. And, and what did he, he does do what to he, you, Kathy? No, nothing. Oh. He does what he wants, but yeah, he, he just lives his own life now. Yeah, he lives his own life. He doesn't have practice every day. He's not... Uh, so no he learns something. <laughs> no one's telling him what to do. Yeah. Do, but that has made him... What? I don't, I don't follow. He well, hasn't what, changed. He hasn't changed. So, like, so... He's still the same. He's just not a professional, active professional athlete anymore. Well, I know uh, people who... Like, and he's humbled by, you know, I think the love that the oh, city has given him. I see. So, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, he's uh, 44 today, so if, if you don't like him, don't say happy birthday to him. Yeah, no, I still love him. All right, let's see if we can find an answer. The answer. That was his nickname. <laughs> to the question... Uh, the last Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know. Patrick, good morning, sir. Oh, crap. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey boy. <laughs> Patrick. Oh, my God. I got through. What is the, what's the last Canadian? Who's the last Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup? Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Hang on a second, Patrick. What year is that, uh, Nick? 1993. Wayne Gretzky's LA Kings. And uh, the Canadians won in four. Actually, John LeClaire and um, Mark Recchi were on that Canadians team. Oh, wow. All right. Well, we are going to set up Patrick with... What the hell do we have for him? Oh, yeah. We have a four-pack of Maurice Piers water park passes. All this week, Metro by T-Mobile is giving you the opportunity to win Casey's favorite things. And you can hurry now to your nearest Metro store and take advantage of the best deal in wireless 
Only at Metro by T-Mobile. See the store for details and terms and conditions. Well, we have breaking relationship news. Well, there were rumors yesterday, and they were confirmed later in the day. Breaking news. Breaking news. Bradley Cooper and Arena Shake called it quits. Yeah! After four years together, the Oscar-winning actor and the supermodel began dating in 2015. They welcomed their daughter, Leah Desane, in March of 2017. But now they have officially decided to end their relationship and are amicably working on how to share custody of their daughter, according to People Magazine. So last night we were at the uh, Sequoia... Uh, Deck Builders Bash, and my phone was blowing up, um, yeah. and it was Bradley. It, well, is he all right, Steve? But we were busy. We were busy, yeah. and and uh, I tried you to return answer? the calls, but he, uh, clear, well, you, who in a time of crisis, who do you call? Your yeah. best friend. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. And, Absolutely. Uh, because, you know what, listen, they're not going to sugarcoat it for you. No, no, no. We're going to lay it out and play it out. Uh, the news comes just hours after Arena was spotted carrying a suitcase to her limo in Los Angeles amid claims that she'd moved out of Bradley's home as their relationship hangs by a thread. These are quotes. Uh, the Russian beauty sported a simple tan jumpsuit and large sunglasses and held a serious expression. A serious oh, and expression. Yes. And I'm not done with the fashion yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, as she made her way to a staircase to the awaiting car later... Arena looked ready to move on as she was spotted in a sophisticated chic ensemble, oh. making her way to a spa. Okay, the spa day. Spa day after the breakup. In what the a what a liberal about amount of information they're providing for a breakup in the sophisticated ensemble. And what the, did she have for breakfast? Well, the brunette bombshell seemed to be enjoying her time, pampering herself amid the turmoil of the breakup. However, Bradley. Looked downcast as he was Aww. spotted. What was he wearing? He had a backpack. Right. He was leaving a friend's <laughs> I can't house. This info is in there. I know. What, which source did this come from? Does it say uh, in style or something? It's a variety. So, okay. So people and the sun of and, a few, and a few different ones. So uh, he but wore it, loafers <laughs> and shorts. Yeah. Actually, they were Crocs. Uh, but and a garbage bag. So no, that was uh, in Silver Lining's playbook. <laughs> uh, it was a it was from a the derelict collection. <laughs> he had a backpack, leaving a friend's house in Malibu the day before. Uh, last, I think he's going to do okay. Last week, it was reported that uh, Arena left their four point five million dollar Pacific Palisades mansion after the pair had been uh, trying to their best to make their relationship work. Do you think there's any possibility, any traction at all to the, to the concept? That this bond that he and Lady Gaga have? No. Uh, you think nothing, oh. right? No. Uh, mm. I think... Not that they have a relationship, but that that might have been a flashpoint for this breakup. How many ruined relationships now have we seen our buddy Bradley go through? I think I think that he might be the problem. He to be honest, I think it. that's why he's embarrassed to make any sort of contact with us at all <laughs> over the past 15 years. Yeah. A little embarrassed. He might be. The, he may not be a relationship guy. And listen, he why is, does he need to be? And like you would expect, though, he's been with the most beautiful women in the world. Uh, as he's been, he hasn't been with me. Going through, <laughs> you're a little too old for him. He likes the a rockish world. He does like the millennial. Where did you younger. come from? <laughs> Always waiting in the wings, sister friend. Seriously? <laughs> Always a bridesmaid and a dude. <laughs> Sister friend, sister friend. Uh, I, I, you know, uh, I think that um, you know, I think it's a case of of the, the really high profile, beautiful people, and you know, I, it's hard I, for them to stay together. They share a kid together, obviously, if they yeah. can make it work and have an. He, he's he came in, he couldn't have been nicer. 
I just wish we had it because he's from here. Yeah. I mean, not that you owe your allegiance to the show because you're from Philadelphia. But I think but for Christ's sake. I think he's changed. Marissa's last interaction so? with him was less than, you know, it was just kind of blah. She tried to, to, to get some personality, and he was just all business. You remember that, Marissa? He was very serious, yeah. and I think it was because he was coming into Philadelphia after the Super Bowl. He didn't want to talk all Eagles, which everybody wanted to talk to him about. And he wanted to win an Academy Award for yeah. a great movie that he did, so he wanted to take it seriously. He was a director. He wanted to come in as... He could have come in and we would have given him a director's conversation. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? He should talk to Jack White, who yeah. uh, recently became our best friend. Yeah, yesterday. He yeah. should talk to M. Night Shyamalan, who is a director and comes yeah. in all the time. And we talk movies. Yeah. I do have some friends in other cities that talked to him and said he was a little more relaxed outside of Philly, just because he wanted to keep... I think he wanted to keep it away from I have from friends in other talking. cities. I, yeah, she does. Yeah. I have friends in other Those suburbs. That talk to Brad. Bradley Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have friends in news in like DC. I have friends in news in other cities. <laughs> yeah. I'll stop talking. About <laughs> no, no, it's all good. So, but I, I don't know. Bradley seems to be the, uh, you know, I mean, he the goes, problem. Uh, we'll see. But uh, listen, we hope they these two, if they have a kid together, can find a way to uh, to make it work. It's just, it's just hard for us as his dear friends to see this happen. Uh, so. <laughs> The, the, this article ends with it. it has been claimed that the couple's daughter was the only factor keeping them uh, together. Well, the, you know, a kid, I think a kid, even at any age, can sort of tell when, you know, uh, Preston, I think you said with your parents, you you, you were saying to split it almost earlier, oh right? Oh, God, yes. It would have been so much happier. Like, and then parents, oh, we'll stay together for the kids. The kids aren't yeah, dummies. Yeah, no, it was... They waited until, you know, I, me, the youngest one, had moved out, and yeah. then, they, then they split up. I'm like, you guys should have done this like five, six years ago. It would have been so much happier. But anyhow, people have their reasons. Uh, and what was the other thing I was going to say? Um, oh, so yeah, the the Gaga thing. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think that. Uh, who was saying that they think there might be? There was a that. general consensus among some people, and I, I don't. I think they were mer- merely they they are they were playing lovers. Yeah, yes. and and that's what they were doing, and they're creative types. They're you know this is you but know that's when you're you... a supermodel, I'm yeah. sure you have a fragile ego. The thing is. They looked so in love at the Academy Awards, and and it's not uh, it's not a movie, right? I mean, they but they were reenacting the movie, right? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, so I, I people saw that, and they were like, "Wow, I know they're really in love." Those actors are acting like they're yeah. in love. Yes. Uh, speaking of, I love you, who does it? Um, we'll, we'll, we'll ju- no, keep going. Okay. We'll jump, we'll oh. jump right into some oh. Bachelor information. Since, oh. since we started to head in that direction, I'll just continue in that direction. I love you. Uh, Ari Leyendijk Jr. and Lauren Burnham welcomed their first child, of course, last week. We talked about that. The baby came out of your hiney. <laughs> no. No? Your front hiney. Front hiding. Uh, Front hiding. All right. So, uh, Alessi Red Lion Dyke. The other one's more smelly. Is. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Alessi Red Lion Dyke is the baby. When uh, she went out for lunch, leaving Alessi with her mom a week later, uh, the mom shamers descended and Ari defended her. I defended her. Writing to all the negative comments regarding leaving her with grandma for a 45 minute, 45 minute lunch cut her some slack. Where's the D key? It was my idea because uh, that she has been working so hard to keep up. And quite frankly, I commend her for one, being an incredible mom and getting 
uh, the breastfeeding down enough to make sure that she had enough while she was at lunch. He said this or someone else said she it and did. he nodded. And, okay. and two, so much of being a good parent is making sure to take care of yourself. She wanted a healthy meal with her sister who was in town. So hold on. Let me back this up a second. People were actually complaining that this woman let her mother watch the baby for 45 minutes. You know it's a fact F now. You. At this point in time, there's, not, if, there's nothing. Anything. Someone has an issue with absolutely everything. everything. Casey cut his goddamn grass the other day and posted a picture of it, and people... Did you get crap for that? ...jumped all over uh, him. People were telling me that my deck was not level. <laughs> uh, or that my blade was... Uh, was Come on, really? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. He was simply not, expressing man. the joy in... Mowing the lawn and doing... I know exactly what he's talking about. And yeah. I didn't need to judge his deck or judge the blade on his lawnmower. But that's... There's people do that. You know what's funny? We were talking about um, kids who love music. And, and uh, I forget whose son it was. Marissa had a video of him singing on a microphone. Well, my nephew is, like, so into playing the the guitar. I mean, he actually yeah. would perform in the living room. So I said to my brother, after we had that conversation, can I post just, like, a little video? I'll put it on Instagram stories or whatever. He goes, no, because if one of your listeners says one thing, I'm going to find that person and kill him. <laughs> I was like, okay, you got it. There you know go. what? You could do it on the Instagram stories because he wouldn't never see any comments. See, yeah, right, you know, right, right. That, that's, But I agree with you. Like, you know, like kids and stuff like that. I'm like, I would love to post this, but I can't trust that I know. the people out there are not going to be a-holes about you, it. Uh, if you see enough of it or if you see it from time to time, you can become desensitized to it and understand that there are just idiots out there. But yeah, if right. you're not used to you're it, not used to it. Yeah. you want to strangle that right. person. Right, And I understand What? That. I know. But it's listen, it's the, it's the compulsion. I had the mulching blade on. It's the compulsion to contribute. It's people that I need to find something to say to about say, this. So yeah. let me think about it. And okay, here's what I can say. And mm-hmm. it's funny because, you know, like I posted a picture of my daughter painted, uh, you know, the light switches in yeah. her house. There's a little panel that goes uh, around the switches, and she decided to paint them, and she painted this really cool picture. And I posted a picture of the majority of the comments were how I didn't turn the screws <laughs> so they all matched each other. I'm like, really? Oh You're, whatever. Didn't but you know what? Somebody thing. just can't needed you, to comment. Can't yeah. you disable comments? I don't know. I don't want yeah. to. Okay. I mean, I mean it's it's Instagram. It, yeah. You know. So, but it's the majority. It didn't bother that... me, but I was like, really? That's what you pointed out, as right, opposed to how awesome this picture <laughs> yeah, is that my right. daughter painted. But just show them to us. Whatever. <laughs> uh, so the battle over John Singleton's estate is about to get uglier. In court oh, papers man. obtained by the blast, yeah, the mother, his mother, Sheila, Sheila Ward. Claims someone stole some stuff from his home after his death. She filed an emergency petition to be named a special administrator of his state while she and his seven children uh, duke it out over the details. Uh, claiming that his personal property is at risk, she says his locked office was recently breached by a third party and items were removed and distributed without authorization to a beneficiary. That's flat-out theft. Who believed that what he was protecting the assets from other beneficiaries. Uh, she added that the unnamed party has keys to the residence and descendant uh, the uh, uh, deceased boat, uh, but refuses to turn them over to petitioner. I, I'm reticent to say who I think it is, but I, I think it's Andy Dick. <laughs> Well, he starred in so many of his movies. Yeah, yeah. You know. uh, Dick in the hood. <laughs> so they're working. They're working on on figuring this out. Of course, he passed away at the age of fifty-one, way too soon. Uh, this uh, does raise that that precedent about getting you know, no matter how young you are, or no matter what the case is, have some sort of working knowledge, a will that, yeah. so that this doesn't happen. Yeah, but if people are stealing things, what the, the will doesn't matter. No, I'm saying, yeah. but but all a lot I of this agree, point, though. this conversation started with this. 
Squabbling. Squabbling. Yeah. And I love squabble when it's served with uh, potatoes. That's just squab. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, speaking at the opening of Amazon's uh, Mars conference in Las Vegas on Tuesday evening, Robert Downey Jr. says he's launching a new organization to clean up the planet significantly, if not entirely, in the next decade using robot technology. And this is a lot... Like Tony Stark addressing that MIT, it's Ultron group, and yeah, yeah, and and uh, it's pretty interesting to see him now, kind of taking on the real life role. He's of becoming Tony Stark. Stark, yeah. To clean the planet, we're going to have to rid it of the virus known as humans. Uh, but in in uh, in Civil War, at the beginning, he's addressing that that yes. crowd. It's yeah, kind of like this. It looks like saw some footage of it. Uh, but is he's he's. In 100%, and it's very interesting what he's saying. He explained how the role of Tony Stark has boosted his knowledge of science and engineering, and he he did it in a funny way. He said, by Hollywood osmosis. (laughs) (laughs) For the last 11 years or so, I've been uh, steeped in the actual history of AI and space and stuff as it happened and is happening in reality. And he said, I think it's a great read. He said, I swear to God, and I'll say this right here in front of everybody, I'm willing to spend the next 11 years making good on that statement, and I'll repeat it, between robotics and nanotechnology, we could probably clean up the planet significantly, if not entirely, within a decade. He said it's a kumbaya pipe dream. It's a logistical cluster F. It's an impossibility. Kind of like the movies, he said. He okay. is Tony Stark. So to me, that's kind of a turn on. Yeah. Uh, so I applaud him for his efforts. No, I was, I was going to ask, so, you know, but it, it would probably end up being a political statement. So I'm going to recuse myself from, from what I was about to say. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Downey, who is estimated to have a net worth over $80 million, said that uh, he got the idea after having dinner com- a dinner conversation with a group of experts. He vowed to plow through his uh, Marvel movie fortune into anti-pollution projects using cutting-edge robotic technology. He said, I'm going to get actual smart people around me. Well, you know who he's talking about? Uh-uh. Us! Uh, and, <laughs> and he said, in 11 years, when I'm 65, if we've made a notable dent in what I think is a massive threat to our future... I'm going to throw the nuttiest retirement party you've ever seen, and you'll be invited. So it, it all seems good. It seems benevolent, cleaning up the planet. God, if take, you can do it. Take a, I was thinking about him, and, and we say this every time there's you know yep. a, a moment to talk about Robert Downey Jr., how far that guy has come when he was just about to be thrown on the scrap pile of has-been actors who just went through... It was over. You know? He was he was trouble to work with. He couldn't get insured. Yep. And we talked about this before. Believe it or not, of all people, it was Mel Gibson who helped step in and revitalize his career. Yep. But then that Marvel gave him... A second, third, and fourth wind, yeah. and made him one of the most, one of the wealthiest actors in Hollywood. And I like the guy Robert Downey Jr. has become. Yeah, yeah. I want to see. I, I can't wait to see him branch out and do more because he's only done a few films outside of Marvel since he's taken that on. But the movie, The Judge, that he was really in, good was fantastic. He was so great. One at of it. his plans is to build a working Asgard. Yeah, wow. yeah, which would be incredible. Whoa, like so a like a, like a theme park or something? No, or? I mean to another dimension. Okay, yeah, and right. I love that idea. Fair enough. Robert Downey Jr. No, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro Jr. got a <laughs> shocker in court on Thursday. What? Mark. That hurt. No, not <laughs> oh. not the two one in the, in the pink, two in the stink. Or no, it's the other way around. Oh yeah. Ooh, that would hurt uh, even more. Well, either way. You put two in my stink. He doesn't even have any pink. He doesn't. Oh, that, would that be? I sounding? have a fistula. <laughs> 
Would that be sounding? Is that what that is? Sounding? No, no, no. Docking. Well, yeah. Yeah. Sure, this guy comes in and tries to go docking on me. No, it would be sounding and pegging at the same time. Oh, wow. So, moving oh, on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lawyers hit him up with a $250 million bill, Page Six reports. Grace Hightower is demanding half of De Niro's estimated net worth. According to the paper, the pair married in 1997, divorced in 99, then remarried in 2004. Wow. Hightower's lawyer said Mr. De Niro has made $300 million since 2004 via 35 businesses and 38 movies. And apparently they want uh, $250 million. So. so a lot of his money is coming through all that Tribeca development and, and the you know, the, the stuff he does in the city. He has apparently a fair amount of real estate. Yeah. Um, wow. That, yeah. Is, that is a hit. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, let me see, man, I got a few things to get to, and we're already running. Go ahead, man. Live life on the edge. Denzel Washington, who is producing the televised play Ma Rainey's Black Bottom for HBO, is set to accept the American Film Institute's Lifetime Achievement Award on June 6th. I'm down with this. At 64, the star, who has won two Oscars, three Golden Globes, and one Tony, tells a Hollywood reporter about his true passion. He said theater. He said, that's where I started. Actually, it was a practical thing. And this is interesting. He said, I started acting in college not because I wanted to act in movies, but because I was looking for something to major in. And I tried everything else and found that I had some ability as a performer. The first play I ever did was a musical, and I found out I couldn't sing. And then I did Eugene O'Neill's Emperor Jones, and the second drama I ever did was Othello. And he said, I wanted to be James Earl Jones and make $650 a week on Broadway. Uh, so he's going to get the Lifetime Achievement Award from the American Film Institute, which is really cool. There's he's, another career, man. He's, he's in some of my favorite movies. He's amazing. I mean, Glory alone. Yeah. That's all he had ever done. Yeah. Uh, and I love The Equalizer. Uh, Equalizer I love it. 1 and 2, so good. Yeah. The question here, and I, I've heard it bandied about recently, who wins in a fight, John Wick or The yeah. Equalizer? John Wick Ooh. is is more... Mythical than the Equalizer, yeah. I think. I mean, their their abilities are similar. Wick Wick's abilities are more operatic, yeah, more uh, grand, yes. Uh, so they're two different styles of film, and they both have massively similar skill sets. I, I Equalizer's obsessive compulsive precision, though, yeah, is what makes it so cool. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, and then we'll do one more quick. Oh, man. No, forget it. We do got- ten more. No, no we got to do openings. We got to oh. do movie oh. openings. Uh, it's Friday. I forgot that we do the what's happening at the box office over the weekend segment. So we cannot miss out on that and our favorite intro of all time. Opening this weekend, The Secret Life of Pets 2, a family animated film with a whole lot of stars in it. Patton Oswalt, Kevin Hart, Eric Stone Street, Harrison Ford, Tiffany Haddish, Lake Bell, Dana Carvey, Bobby Moynihan, Hannibal Burris, and Ellie Kemper. Uh, it's about a farm dog that tries to help Max or tries to help Max learn the country ways when he comes to visit. Uh, rated PG, an hour and 26 minutes, and it has a 56% score at Rotten Tomatoes so far. I wanted to really love the first one, and I didn't because I thought what was going to be a comical take on pets and just, you know, a little bit more rooted in reality became this bizarre, yeah. you know, plot and this uh, intrigue and all this crap going on. It was okay. Uh, yeah. This one seems like it might be a little more like what I was expecting from the first one. Right. 
I did like Kevin Hart's yeah, role great. as, yeah, as yeah. The, the crazy bunny, though. Uh, 126 minutes is not a very long movie either. And, Steve, when they do running no, it's, time... It's when, an hour 26. Uh, that's what I meant to say. Uh, hour 26. Like, uh, when they say running time, does that include the credits by any chance? Uh, I, think I think it does. It does. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, 100, usually, believe it or not, I think the average film time is 110 minutes. Uh, credits are about 10 minutes, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Roughly. Wait, you don't think that's a long movie case? An hour and 26 minutes? For a kid's movie? For but listen, if you're, movie? if you're going to the movie theater and you're spending that much money on a movie ticket, you kind of want it to be a little well, bit longer just, than an hour and a half. Sit there for an extra half hour. <laughs> I think it's plenty long for for kids. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, all right, next movie is Dark Phoenix, sci-fi adventure directed by Simon Kinberg. Uh, stars Sophie Turner, Michael Fassbender, James McAvoy, Jessica Chastain, Jennifer Lawrence, Nicholas Holt, Ty Sheridan, and others. It's a hell of a cast. Jean Grey is turned into one of the most powerful mutants after she is hit by a cosmic force, leading her to quickly spiral out of control. The house right. happened to me. It is right. <laughs> Why do you keep showing up? Why are you here? I'm no longer Caitlin. I'm Dark Phoenix. <laughs> oh, my God. Dark bitch. Oh, my God. I'm a world killer. I'm a world killer in size 15 pumps. Wow. <laughs> You're like, where does he, she get her pumps from? They're specially made. <laughs> Professor a, X knows her place. She's a mutant, so they, they have special clothes made. So uh, hour and 54 minutes long. The scores are not too good on it. It's 22%. It's Rodgers. horrible. No. In fact, Preston, the movie cost $200 million to make. Yeah. So uh, I will see it. I will, I will, At home? I, no, no. I'll probably go to the movies. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Good for you. Uh, I'm I'm a super duper supporter of the X Men franchise, and and I do want to see it, so uh, I will go check that out. Not before I go see Endgame again, though. Oh, I haven't seen it for a second time yet. Are, and I are need you to go. you going to see it in super duper? Uh... If it's still showing at a, at a right time. Oh, you mean the 4D? Yeah, no, it's not. That's the problem. No. Is, is 4Ds? It well, is... if you pay me, I'll shake your seat. They're, they uh, they they move on Steve. every. Every week now, Steve. So, Steve, just sit beside behind me with your feet up behind my, my chair, <laughs> Steve. You got and, and then a spray bottle. And you got to lean in, spray bottle. Steve, at one point, just leaning. Uh, last week, I believe it was Godzilla. The week before that, it was Aladdin. The week before that, it was John Wick Three. They should save a. They should save a uh, a film or. or drop in a film that's still in release that's of a decent caliber because... I agree, because I, I, I missed... Um, I would... Endgame, Endgame is one I was actually planning on seeing in that system. So I'm just going to have to wait for Spider-Man Homecoming. By yeah. the way, uh, with Nick blowing on the microphone like that, I, remind me to tell you, I had a woman breathing on me the other day. Okay, why? Where were you? I, I'll explain right. uh, at some point. But What's I, your I, name, doll? I would forget to tell you if, if I didn't say anything. I hear you on the radio. It was, I like the radio. It was weird. <laughs> I used to listen to the little off at Annie. I got a story for you, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's do story time. Okay. Oh, later hey, on. Nice. Look at my oval teen Dakota <laughs> ring says, you're getting lucky. Oh Look at it. Look at Lucky. <laughs> Let's do the clips. <laughs> Doesn't my hoo-hoo look like a Muppet? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> a Muppet? <laughs> exactly. Fair enough. 
Tales of the City features Marianne, a woman returning to her family 20 years after leaving them to pursue a career. And here Ellen Page, who plays Marianne's daughter, explains why the character is relatable to her. I guess I just really liked the journey Shauna went on, to say it, if not to be oversimplistic. And I liked that she was, you know, sarcastic and free and all these things. And to, to play her dynamic, that was sometimes really counterintuitive. What the f***? Uh, <laughs> what is this show? It is it's a, on Netflix. Yeah, it's called Tales of the City. Uh, hmm. Now she's on, on Netflix. Is she in? I'm, I'm going to go back to my um, Dark Phoenix. She oh. isn't. I don't or think she's she not. Is. No, oh, she played Kitty Pride in a couple of those movies. She was in the. She's, she in, was, she, she's in the original X Men. She's in the third one, but she's, she's also in Days, in of, Days of Future Past. Past. Is yeah. she? Yes, yeah, she is. She's, she's the, the one. That, that, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, she's she, Hugh that, Jackman's. Yeah, she takes uh, Logan right. back in time in his mind. In fact. Of of the of the subsequent films, um, first class in that one are my favorites. Yeah, you're yeah. great. Uh, well, speaking of those, uh, let's go to the next clip. X Men: Dark Phoenix features a large ensemble of mutants, each with very unique powers. And here, director Simon Kinberg explains why he's excited to see these characters using their powers together. It's not something that we've done a lot in these movies. We have almost never really seen them as a proper team, all of them working together. And so, the the fun of people with different powers using those powers mm-hmm. together. You know, somebody throwing someone, that person getting hit with a lightning bolt, all of that kind of working together was great fun to write. It was great fun to direct. And and just as a fan, I got like, you know, a real thrill out of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix is in theaters today, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, there you go. So I got for you this morning, Entertainment Report. All right. Um, let's take a break. And speaking of movies, by the way, we have a screening of the next Men in Black film, Men in Black International uh, Chris Hemsworth in this. And, yes. Uh, let's get you to the screen. Our favorite Valkyrie, too. Yeah, which, Tessa Thompson. I love her. Yeah. I, I, I think she's awesome. Uh, Tuesday, June 11th. So next Tuesday at 730 at the UA King of Prussia. You need to be there by 7 o'clock. We'll take five people, and we will give you movie passes to that screening. 215-263-WMMR. Go ahead and give us a call right now. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Don't forget, St. Basil's Academy in Jenkintown. You're the last school chosen this year for the coolest teacher of the year. Let's find out who you think that is. Text the word teacher followed by that teacher's name to 39333. We'll be back in a moment. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks proudly supports the American Cancer Society Bikeathon. Hey, it's Marcus. Join me in the fight against cancer and ride with Team WMMR in the American Cancer Society Bikeathon. The ride is Sunday, June 9th. This family-friendly biking event is a blast and starts off with you riding your bike over the Ben Franklin Bridge, and then we all end up together on the boardwalk in Atlantic City. There are also a few starting points in New Jersey for a shorter ride if you don't feel like doing the full 66.6. Each Team WMMR rider gets the free team t-shirt. Registration and complete details at WMMR.com. If riding isn't your thing, you can also pay it forward as a volunteer. All the details, WMMR.com. The ACS Bikeathon, another way 93.3 WMMR is putting Philly first. I see if you wanted to uh, mention the Mutiny 2. Yes, Mewtwo. It's a clever little name, a little bit funny. Electric Boogaloo? (laughs) Electric Boogaloo, exactly. Uh, It's the Mutiny on the Mishulu. It's June 20th from 6 to 9 p.m. It benefits Max Fun, which is my wife's charity that is... uh, Takes care of homeless and feral cats in the Philadelphia and surrounding areas. Actually doing a lot of good work. So last year was the first one. It was a sellout. It was a big success. So it's all sorts of uh, 
comp- your your ticket basically gets you all sorts of complimentary uh, spirits and beer, like from Yards and Chadsford and Stateside and Revivalist. And there's desserts from the Mixie Chicks and Saw's Ice Cream and Nothing Bun Cakes and Tuck-Ins and all that stuff. Plus, there's Jugglers and a Bubble Show and there's a, a Drag Queen and there's Contortionist. raucous. It's raucous and rip-roaring. But the cool part is you walk around and the entertainment's going on. You don't have to sit there and right. sit through different shows. And uh, listen, if you can make it out, that's great. And our good friends at Arm & Hammer, who, I, you know, I love their uh, their cat litter, talk about it all the time, they are sponsoring the parking. So if you come down, they'll even pick up the parking for ah, you. That's so, cool. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing. They're super nice. And I love the name of the drag queen, by the way, who plays a crazy cat woman. Uh, the name is Asta La Vista. Love it. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it should be great. So if you have the time and you're, you're of a mind to do it, uh, you can get your tickets online. You can go to PrestonSteve.com or go to MaxFun.com. Uh, but it's very easy. We'd love to see you out there. Cool. And then, uh, Kath? And I don't often do this, but I just want to say happy birthday to Anthony Carbo of La, uh, La, La Roma Pizza. Uh, he listens to us every single day. Today is his birthday. And uh, his girlfriend texted me and wanted us to say happy birthday to him. Let's do a shard out then. There you go. Thank you. Always and, at the ready with the uh, the gas. Uh, I have, since we're doing that, I have a shard out. I met somebody at the Deck Builders Bash last night. Her name was uh, Teresa Zerbe. And she wanted to give a shout out to RJ, uh, who is the dad of my daughter's best friend. Really? And they know each other, so she wanted. She thought it would be hilarious if she sent a shout out to him. So there well, you there go. you go. Shout out for you, RJ from uh, Teresa. So what are the, do the uh, in, in your neighborhood? Do you get? Uh, are you the crazy radio guy, or are you just Preston, or are you the guy, or are you the guy who can issue shout outs? Oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I I have no idea how I'm perceived in the neighborhood. I think some people think I'm an a hole. Yeah, oh, really? really, but not, not because yeah. you act like an a hole. You're, you're, I think you're probably a considerate neighbor, right? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I, I try to be. I'm just I'm not as social as some people are in the neighborhood, and oh, I think so that you're an a hole. I'm an a hole. <laughs> I'm the a hole neighbor. No, I'm not a jerk, but I'm like I'm, I'm less than social. So. Well, it's also your sorry, hour, your hours are different. I'm sorry, sorry neighbor. Yeah, but uh, anyhow, you know what? It's time for a new segment on the Preston and Steve show. Really? It's story time. <laughs> Let me tell you about an a-hole neighbor <laughs> who lives in Harleysville. No, uh, so I I don't know why I just said story time because Kathy had something to share. <laughs> I have something to share. Uh, Is Nick, this a personal story? Yeah, Nick was joking around about the 4D, Steve, the, the in the movie theater. You could just yeah. sit behind me and blow in my, yeah, yeah. you know, when there's a windy scene, you could just go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I made a mental note to tell you guys about this. Not too long ago, I went by uh, Chick-fil-A. We're going to go get something to eat. It's going to hit the drive through for chicken. It was jam-packed. I'm like, all right, I'll run inside real quick. Right. And, of course, it's jam-packed inside, too. So it doesn't matter if I sat in my car or went inside. Yeah. Anyway, so I get in I get in the in the, the cattle shoot lineup. Right. And I, I, oh, I'm i standing there for a moment. And then all of a sudden, I feel what felt like to me is if you've ever been standing by a door and the yeah. door closes quickly and there's like a, a little draft. A whoosh. Hits yeah. you in your arm or something yeah. like that. And I felt that. And I thought maybe it was a door. And then oh, I man. felt it again. Oh, man. And then I felt it again. And I realized. Where, Where did you feel it on your body? Like on my arm, on my left arm. Okay. Uh, you know, the. Uh, right the, here. Uh, tricep. Yeah. Okay. So so I feel that. And I turn around. And there's an older woman who is standing there, essentially panting on me. Right. I mean, <laughs> just. It was yeah. like. But Steve, it was, the breasts were like this. It was like. <sighs> So was, was she, it labored breathing or was, was she, she angry? Yeah. And every now and then I'd hear, oh, 
like that. So she was annoyed. I no, I think she ran or something like that. In she oh. was out of breath <laughs> and breathing but was, on you. But she was pointing her. <laughs> she was pointing her breath at me. If I'm breathing laboredly, yeah. I'm probably going to turn yeah, my head yeah, away. Yeah, be the way totally. from the person. Yeah, you should have pulled a Bugs Bunny. You know Bugs Bunny. You know the famous scene where the the gorillas. You're like, breathing, breathing on my tail. tail. Yeah, <laughs> right. I just slap her in the I face. Just slap her. Uh, but <laughs> I was. I turn just to confirm yeah, totally. that that's what it was. Yes. I would have. I'm like okay, and then I turn back around and she kept breathing on me, and I'm not. Like a Kathy who would freak out yeah. over something oh, like this, that. Oh, this old, uh, all these germs bouncing off your el- your arm. Yeah. It was... But sometimes the turn and look is an, is it should enough. Be enough. It's enough of a message. Yes. Yeah. Could go... you could you have turned around, taken your hand, put it over her face, and pushed her back Which a little I bit? Could have. Or could, would you have turned around, faced her, and just. Uh, maybe, <laughs> but I still wanted to get my Chick Fil A sandwich. Yeah. So I didn't. You wanna... don't want to brawl with an old woman at Chick Fil A. Yeah, it's people banned. people have don't have a, a good understanding of of their spatial parameters. Yes, sometimes. what is that? And I don't get it. I, the breathing. Now we we all know there are people who are just wonderfully. Um, uh, outgoing, and we know you know Jackie likes to come, and he's a close talker, and so on and so forth. That's great. Uh, we love Jackie Bam Bam, uh, but there are some people just in in a line that just are right up on you. You know, and I I have done it. I will do it. I start walking backwards into them. Into and, them, yeah. yeah. No, I do, and I will. If it, even if it's a close talker too, like I will step my. I usually step my right leg out, so it almost like and pop it, pop my leg out, so it almost gives that barrier. Like you're going to either have to walk into my leg yeah. or stand there yep. and, and talk to me. Yeah, no. I you know, in my yoga class, that happens a lot because um, it, it's a small room, so everybody's mats are are pretty much right next to each other, and you know, it's it's a pretty well, decent workout. Well, someone's so you, head up your ass when no, you're doing downward no, dog. No, but like you, I sometimes I'll feel when. You know, when they take a deep breath yeah. and, and they blow it out, I'll feel it on me. I'm like, oh. Yeah, there are times when you're <laughs> okay. supposed to exhale a lot. And, uh, are and they so, ever so close you feel it on, like, your, your nuts and stuff? No. I, no. I don't take a class. So okay. I, don't, I don't know. No, yeah. but Do I, you ever like, feel it on your nuts? I have never felt it. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to say it. Say it. I'm feeling a breeze it. on my balls. No, but, and listen, I know we're close. I know everyone's working out. But still, yeah. every time it happens, I'm like. I don't like that. I, that, no. I don't. I don't. Uh, and, and honestly, I, uh, many people are unaware of their breath. Yeah. Oh, as far was, as they, was this old lady I just had uh, gavilta fish breath? She didn't have bad breath. So that would have been, maybe would have said something. I'm sorry, ma'am, you have old lady breath. If, if it would have been bad breath. And, and there's something to speak to say about fresh breath, too. So I uh, Minty fresh? Depending on what you do. Yes, minty yeah. fresh. So I'm getting physical therapy on yes. my shoulder. So somebody has to manipulate my arm as I lie there. And I must say, my physical therapist had quite fresh breath the other day. You and appreciate it, was it. Very nice. They chew gum, maybe? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing since they do this for a living and they're very, very close to people, that they probably are hyper aware of yeah. breath. Nope. And I appreciated it. It makes all the difference. There's it's actually no something nice. that's tangential to this, Preston. There is the footage. It's a viral video of a kid sitting on a plane. Have you seen it? Oh, of the feet? The feet. Yeah, yeah. I was. I have the story. But there you yeah. go. But that that is a violation <laughs> of space. A kid was on the plane, and uh, the parent was taking a video of the kid. They just wanted to get their reaction as the plane was taking off. Yeah. But the person behind them had taken off their shoes, 
and that's I don't mind if somebody takes off their shoes, but within they their had, space, yeah, within yeah. Your put space. their feet up on the armrest. No, and the kid <laughs> instead of getting a reaction of "Hey, we're taking, <laughs> taking off, off," the kid goes, "Someone's stinky feet are by me." Oh, <laughs> I love it's like it. a four-year-old kid or something His like honesty. that. Oh, it's the best. I know. And then I think the she kid heard said it. something. The or... woman heard it. She apologized and removed her feet. Yeah, yeah. yep. But she cute. put her. It's not like she just stuck her feet up on, on the armrest on her side. There, It's through the space of the chair in front of her on right. their armrest. Yeah, yeah. Right, the so kid's armrest. I just want to... Oh, do you want to do this first? I want to do this and then come to your story. My story time. Okay, okay. so because we have our coolest teacher on the line. So we'll take a break from uh, story time and then we'll we'll get back to it. All right. Uh, but our coolest teacher, we had uh, mentioned LaSalle College, at, college High School as our school yesterday. And the winner was Mr. Jerry Miller. And he is on the line. Yeah. Good morning, Mr. Miller. Morning. (laughs) Man, Jerry, I I guarantee you someone's (laughs) holding a gun on him, making him cold. He might actually be, like, the coolest teacher. Uh, Maybe that's it. Oh, like, laid back. Jerry, you sound a little low-key. You're a pretty low-key guy. No, you know, I'm getting used to this retirement thing. Listen, so, so we found out that you have spent 40 years at LaSalle, and this was your last year teaching, correct? Yes, it was. And so you are now, that you've retired. Did you spend your entire teaching career at LaSalle? Yeah. Well, no, I taught two other places before that. Okay. But they were part-time things. Man, 40 if, years oh. at the same learning institution. That's incredible. This was a good ride. I'll tell you what, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's wonderful. Did they, they throw any celebration for you or anything like that? Well, they had a little thing in the last day where I was doing my thing of teaching, and all of a sudden kind of everything fell apart because all the kids lined up outside my classroom, and I had to walk this gauntlet of uh, high school kids. Yeah. But that was kind of fun. Okay, it was kind of fun. Yeah, hey, you should have done a little bit more for four decades' worth of service. Well, <laughs> did you get a, did you get a gold watch or something? Well, um, I'm... I'm, I'm no, not really. <laughs> mm. Wow. I, I mean, I'm thinking, like, did you ever see the movie Mr. Holland's Absol- Opus? That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, the did they give you that movie on Blu-ray? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, no operas are coming your way. <laughs> hey, Mr. Miller, I want to ask you a, a question. It's kind of advice as a parent of a, of a son who is very smart, does really well in, like, math and science, but when it comes to things like social studies... Uh, how do I get him interested in Is something? Is this really you? No, 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 oh. no. How do I get him interested in something that, that you know, doesn't really Speak to him. move his needle? Interest him. Yeah. <laughs> get him Don't. off the phone. Get him he, off the phone. He actually doesn't have a phone. Mr. Then get Miller. him on the phone. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's more like today. It's just getting the kids' difficulty to read. They got to read. It's simple. Mm-hmm. Really, I'd like to give you some crazy thing, but it's really not. It's if they read, they know. If they don't read, they don't know. It's pretty simple. Really. Uh, the, you, yeah. you, 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 you stick to the simplicity of it. There, there are certain rules. It's like there's some, some things you you just have to do to a, and to, 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 to achieve academic success. You have to study. You have to read. You have to do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All I right. mean, it's it's in 40 years, trust me, the big thing that stayed consistent all the time was that. Okay. All right. Uh, Remember, I started teaching and there was no cell phones. Yeah, yeah. of course. Of course, 40 There were barely years. phones. Okay. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you had to turn the crank. That dial, you know? Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, Jerry, uh, what's, what are your plans for retirement? I mean, any, anything big as far as taking trips, or do you just want to slow down for a while? Well, I'm going to slow down for a while, then I'm, then I'm going to do some traveling. I've put off for a long time being able to go, like, in this winter time. so it'll be kind of fun to just try some different places, have me and my wife just go 
enjoy what's going on. Stay active. Don't you know? Don't yeah. let retirement. I, I, we were talking about this the other day for people. I know a number of people who who didn't do anything in their retirement, and 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 it just. Uh, you have to stay active and stay engaged. So, uh-huh. you know, and then what, what I would do is plot to get back at the people who didn't throw your retirement party. Yeah, if you could do that. <laughs> plot to yeah. get back. Do you think you'll substitute teach in your retirement? Uh, I haven't ruled that out, but it's not a high priority right now. Yeah. Casey, okay. Casey, uh, maybe uh, I could do it. Hire him. Yeah. Oh, I could hire yeah, him. Yeah, you could I, do it. <laughs> You thought you would be a teacher? What? Yeah, I could certainly do it. It's yeah. just kind of like, do I want to do it? Yeah, All right, sure, right. sure. Well, listen, but I think it's kind of enjoyable to just be retired, but I'm sure I'll also go back to school, and I bet you they'll call me to come in and do some help, so that's good. Okay. All right. Well, school didn't give you anything. We're going to give you a coffee mug. Yeah. <laughs> Four <laughs> decades finally ended up paying off. The President Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug, and we'll also give you a $50 whatacrockmeals.com gift card on top of it. So congratulations Thank on... Thank you very much. On a wonderful career. Oh, and uh, real quick, uh, Marissa found a photo of a bunch of bumper stickers. Was this in your classroom? Yeah, that was in my classroom. I had about 30 years' worth of bumper stickers that were hanging on my walls. And one of them is a WMMR sticker we see. Yes, it is. That's awesome. Oh, wow, neat. Well, uh, yeah. thank you so much for, uh, for you know, promoting the station. That's cool. He doesn't have Always the shocker one up there. <laughs> Always right. have. Well, congratulations, sir, and uh, enjoy your retirement. Mr. Jerry Miller. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. Sounds like he got, uh, he got gypped on a good retirement. Yeah, yeah, but 40 years, man. They should have given him uh, Mr. Holland's Opus on a Blu-ray. They should, at least something, yeah. right? All right, uh, you guys ready for uh, another story? Yeah, I am. Yeah. All right, story time this morning in the Preston Steve Show. going to tell us her story. <laughs> First, it was a woman breathing on Did me. Did your teeth? Preston had some old woman with meat on her teeth. Ew. <laughs> uh, so a long- with chicken on her teeth. Along the same lines, it was a little bit of a breather. Uh, I went to Nashville uh, a few weeks ago. We oh, were... they breathe in that city. No, but we were By in the a way, crowded bar. Can I, can I break in? There was yeah. a there was a, I forgot what movie is where a woman goes. It might have been one of the Naked Gun movies. She goes, "I need a little breather," and they bring in <laughs> a like dwarf. a dwarf who's breathing heavy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. So the bars were packed in Nashville, and uh, so we we were at this one bar, and I felt this breathing uh, kind of on my ear, and I just thought, "All right, somebody's kind of like." leaning in close to me so i kind of stepped away and then there it was again and then he spoke and he goes i want you girl oh no. my, oh my god. god my wait <laughs> listen. was it more like i want you girl no steve, steve it was that it was i want you girl oh. and i this is this was my response ready i right. went ah! uh, of course <laughs> and my friend goes wow you really handled that well oh that's great <laughs> It's brilliant. Uh, yeah, and uh, of course it was a black guy because only black guys hit on me. And uh, <laughs> he, he had uh, delicious. Yeah, no, and he was he ended up being a really nice guy. I, I was like, sorry, I screamed in your face. I was not expecting that, but okay, uh, I just assumed you were racist. <laughs> I listen. That it probably works for that guy if he goes around to enough women and says, "I want, I want you, girl. girl. I want you, girl. Wonder I want you." You never know. <laughs> yeah, He's just yes. walking through the room. I want you, girl. Yeah. All right. I want you, girl. Listen. Instead, he got me. He screamed at him. Steve, he, he might only get a return once a week on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's totally worth it. Well, to him. you just had paid her. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're a big girl. Ugh. Yeah, there's lots of surprises here. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, I want you, girl. Oh, That's my God. It was old, so uh, funny. And he, like, he, so good. He, like, it was similar to that. Let me yes. ask you. And it was a whisper and then, like, he, this breathy voice in my ear. To that thing. 
years ago, there used to be that old saying, you know, but yeah, and, and in fact, you know, they, uh, breathe in my ear or blow in my ear and I'll follow you in there. Blowing in the ear used to be a thing. Like, a, you know, stupid. I, do you, I no. never got no. that. No. Is, is anyone turned on by someone blowing in their ear? It it's hurts. like, stop that. Yeah. Uh, stop doing that. Yeah. Kathy, has a line in a bar ever worked on you? Uh, We're going to Target. <laughs> yeah, I have a Target credit card. I have a Target. I have, I have a Target Platinum card. <laughs> I, know, I, have, I have unlimited <laughs> coupon. <laughs> coupon is the app. Nick, I don't know. It's been I so don't long. like sex either. I don't really know. <laughs> I just, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if lines work ever on anybody. You know, I think I, like maybe like a. I have a gun. No, like <laughs> yeah. if it was like a funny line and it was. Not serious. Do you, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like they said it almost as a joke. Do you have an example? You... Do, you, do you have an example of a line that's at, where that <laughs> ever me... at least brought you to the point of conversation? Well, like if, okay, so if that guy started laughing with me, yeah. then it would have been funny. And, you know, if I was single, then maybe like, hey. All we, right, come back would... to my hotel. No, like we would have ended <laughs> up chatting sense. more. Like we laughed because I scared the crap out of him because yeah. I yelled. Um, but you know what I mean? But he was serious okay. whispering in my ear like that. I'm yeah. sure that really, yeah. he's, he's being serious. He's putting the moves on and she laughs in his face. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Nick, I've never actually had a line that worked at a bar with a girl. However, I, with I was a guy. A, with, with a, a guy. guy one time. <laughs> Guys are so easy though. Oh, man. I, I bet you're really like, like a horse. Yeah. Um, no, there was a club. I don't even know if it's on South, off of South Street anymore, but it was called Fluid. And I was there with friends. And um, Bodily Fluid? No, it was just oh, called Fluid. Okay. And it was a cool little bar. And I was there for the first time ever. And I don't know what I said to this bartender. It was a female. Yeah. Uh, but she turned around. She got me my drink. And she goes, hey, you know, it's on the house. And she walked away. And I was like, well, that was pretty cool. And, like, I don't know what I said. I was just, you know, was being. Was it flirty? Mm, I don't know. Probably not, because I, 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 I don't know. But all did she I know, spit in your drink? No, but my friend who goes to that club all the time, yeah. he goes, dude, what did you say to her? He's like, I've been coming here for like every <laughs> Friday for you know like five years. Maybe she just liked you. I, I, who knows? I have no idea. But I was like, uh, well, and it made me feel so much better about getting that free because I didn't ask for a free drink. She just turned around. And did gave you it pursue to it? Did you say, uh, "Hey, hey, I, uh, I was a member of the Running Away Club." <laughs> hey, do you know? You yeah, know what you collect you pine, collect pine cones. <laughs> Wait a minute. So uh, I know how to feed deer uh, pretzels. Did you speak with her after she gave you that free drink? She said you gave her the drink. She walked away. That was that was a that was a big drinking time was for a me. Fuzzy, fuzzy, fuzzy <laughs> hey, that was a you know what? You're all right. <laughs> yeah. I don't really recall the rest of the night because that was early on. Well, by the time she came back, you had olives in your nose. <laughs> Look, hey, what's this? This? It looks like snot. <laughs> Give me oh, green olives. Steve, the look on your face. <laughs> it looks like snot. <laughs> oh, my God. Ooh, this, oh my this guy's got it going on. I... And the plantos look like blood. I got a picture sent to me yesterday from, do you guys remember Rovine with the giant eyebrows? Yes, yeah, yeah. Mine, he goes, this just showed up on my timeline. My nostrils are so huge, I guarantee you I could fit olives in there. Well, no problem. What we, can you t- deliver on that bet this morning? Well, yeah, do we have olives anywhere? We got olives out there! <laughs> We used to have an olive dispenser. We used grapes. to, but now with the construction, I don't know where those are. Grapes will work, too. <laughs> we have the Elmwood Park Zoo here with the Capitol Grill and Blue Bell Inn. There's, so there's food out in the, there's there's gotta be grapes. In the green room. There's gonna be Could grapes. you do the same thing with prime rib? Grapes yeah. or olives? What about <laughs> lobster rolls? Okay. Dude. <laughs> 
they have giant <laughs> shrimp. I could definitely fit the shrimp in my nose. Ew. No, Ew. listen. It's, if you've ever had a long night with no. the... That would look pretty great with the tails turned upward, yeah. though, Get curling up shrimp. out of your nose. Marissa? Uh, shrimp or asparagus? We are our options. Yeah. Shrimp's thicker. You can't push them in too far, though. You'll puncture your brain. You're They're right. jumbo shrimp, too. They're gigantic. Give me two shrimp. I'll okay, show you. we're on it. Shrimp. Are we really going to do yeah, this? Yeah, we, we have really to. really going to do this. Story time. Yes. It is. That's how the space program started. Are we really going to do this? Yeah. Are we really going to go to the moon? All right, these are two options. Armstrong will put shrimp in his nose, and we'll go to the moon. The next story time might lead with, there was this one time that Casey shoved <laughs> shrimp up his nose. And he wasn't the same ever after that. Well, you you know, you've been having stories in the Bizarre File lately of people taking dares or doing things that you normally would think would be sort of fratish. Like, like eating a slug. Eating a slug yeah. and dying. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, my God. There's right? no way <laughs> no. In God's, on God's green earth that you would be able to shove those in You don't think so, Steve. Look at no. the size of these I, things. I have learned in the time that I've known Casey to never... Uh, never uh, say, uh, never doubt, I, never doubt him. Never yeah. argue against what yeah. his capabilities are. You got people in the green room looking through the glass because they want to see this. I, and by the way, I'm not. Now, gonna... Are you going in tail first? Or are you going? No, in? No, 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 no. Come on, man. That's this is for pussies. Jack. No, yeah. Plus, I want to see the tails sticking out, <laughs> curling upward. It's almost like you'll have a, uh, a Loki helmet yeah. coming out of your nose. I, I'm, I'm going to eat can... these. By the way, I'm not going to waste these. Okay, I good. mean, I'll cut off At... the part that was in my nose. Okay, please. Yeah. I think you can do one, no problem. I think two is going to be a challenge. You think so? Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, that's my, just gross. Disgusting. Oh, wait. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. I don't know if I can get that in there. No, I think yeah, you those can do are it. Take big, your hat dude. off. Oh, yeah, take my hat off. Okay. <laughs> take your hat off will allow you to jam shrimp up your nose? Yeah, it's hitting the hat. It's hitting Happy's his hat. Oh, oh, the yeah. tail is. Yeah, okay. uh, all of our in-studio guests are standing up now so that they can see uh, Casey. Behind. I don't, you know what? I don't know. Oh, Definitely man. olives, though, Steve. <laughs> no, there's no way. No. There's no way. Those nope. Are, oh, see. Hang on. Hang on a second. All right. I'm not giving up. Oh, wait. He's, oh, tri- he's going up. tail first. You remove the tail. Yeah. That's, uh, that's easy. It's cheating, dude. That's t- I know. I get it, Preston, but still. Dude, dude, it looks going to smell, smell shrimp for the rest day. of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I've... <laughs> Oh my God! I'm so fun. Did at you a see party. yourself? I've okay. I've seen a lot of stupid things on this show. Yeah, yeah. And let me ask you: that bartender didn't give you her number? <laughs> Casey, I love you to death. But that was you're them. a moron. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you? Uh, can you smell it? Yeah, take oh, a big sniff. I can, t- I can totally mm. smell it. Oh, it smells so good. Mm, smells oh. like Rush Week. Ew. Um, <laughs> Okay. Olives. Oh I think uh, the original plan was for olives. Right, yeah, let's, so let's, we can, yeah, let's get serious. It's ridiculous guys. here uh, that you would put shrimp up your nose important. when they're perfectly good olives ready you know to go they, up your nose. In Manja, they have some uh, Kalamata olives down there. They're in the, uh, they have the pits in them. Do they uh, still have those honeydews? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, but they have cassavas. We can use those if yeah. we need to. Um, all right, well, anyhow. Just ask me a little bit later on if I'm still smelling shrimp, because right I... now, I, I might get nose blind. Well, let me tell you something. I mm-hmm. think you, you do so much nose picking that you'll get all the residue out eventually. Yes, yeah, yeah, this is true. I have, uh, I'm trying to figure out how we got here. Well, we did story time, reading. and then there was something else you wanted yeah. to go to after story time. Mm, yeah, but we don't have time, because it's uh, 7.47. So right all of our now. stories time got rid of our ability to tell stories? Uh, yeah, I believe okay. so. Uh, no, okay. I'm, there's, there's, I'm, I was reading a phone call to see if we had time to go to one, but uh, we're not going to be able to do What's that. What's that music called that you play for It's from time? Days of Heaven. It is one of my favorite, favorite movies. It's yeah. with Richard Hit Gere. It. Beautiful. 
I thought this was from uh, Harry Potter. No. No. No, it's not Harry Potter, although it's Harry Potter-ish. It it might be a classical piece, but it... it, it, So, the Simpsons have used it a number of times. It's called Carnival of the Animals. Yes, it's a wonderful carnival. Uh, Aquarium. Carnival of the Animals Aquarium is what it is labeled as, so I don't know. The Age of Aquarium. Yeah, but we're calling it the... uh, Camille story, story time music. Camille Sanson. And see if it is it, 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 it the first time or I thought it was originally from the soundtrack to the movie Day it is from Days of Heaven. I'm sure it's been in a ton of uh It was in Expendables 2. I don't okay. think it was in that. Uh look in references yeah. uh, Nick at the bottom. It might uh oh, wait, no, wait. I know everybody's biting at the bit to Listen. Know. I'm trying to do a little culture here after we ram shrimp up our nose. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I don't know. It, well, I'm right. Okay, Steve's right. He's I am right. right. Yeah. He's right. It's a great movie. All right. Uh, well, this has been story time, ladies and gentlemen. All right. We're going to wrap up story time with a giveaway. Like I said, Elmwood Park Zoo is here. They're promoting Beast of a Feast. You know, that's sort of like Carnival of the Animals. Yeah. You know what? You're correct, Steve. That's exact. So, in a way, you did a, a perfect segue. Thank you. Uh, it is ow, June 20th. Sorry. You, you're, 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 no, you're, I, have a, I have a bone spur. I got my, a little bit of the rheumatoid arthritis. In my elbow and I, I hit it. Your Ow. shrimp hurt me. Ow. Somebody get him some blue emu. Uh, <laughs> and it don't stink. It don't stink. <laughs> I drive for NASCAR. Uh, June 20th is when the um, Beast of a Feast is coming up, 6 to 10 p.m. We love Elmwood Park. Features unlimited tastings from 30-plus restaurants and open bar with samples from over a dozen breweries and cocktails from Tito's Vodka. Ooh. Marissa loves Tito's. And they brought in food from the Capitol Grill and Blue Bell Inn as well, two wonderful restaurants. I've got passes for the Beast of a Feast. We'll take caller number 19 at 215-263-WMMR, and I will give you a pair of those tickets. Once again, it's coming up on June 20th, 6 to 10 p.m. Awesome. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll get to the Bizarre File. Joining us in the studio, comedian and actor Jimmy O. Yang will be here. Excited to meet him. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, Nick, first Friday, you wanted to mention that. I did, uh, yeah. Thanks, Preston. It's tonight, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. I do a lot of these every year. There's so much fun. We're going to have good weather tonight. It's um, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. right at the corner of Bridge and Main. You can't miss us. The MMR 10 is set up. There's always live music going on. And Phoenixville just opens up their doors. All the bars, all the restaurants, all the shops. A lot of the shops actually offer up free booze, so if you go in and do a little shopping, they'll uh, they'll give you a glass of wine or a glass of champagne. It's you could have a home run tonight. It, yeah. It, it's going to be glo- beautiful. It's a great time, so stop by if you can. We'd love to see you, and uh, thanks to our friends at Piazza Subaru, who uh, sponsor us being out there, but that's 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., corner of Bridge and Main in Phoenixville tonight. Cool. All right, let's do the uh, B5. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Final. All right, we're going to begin with the story of a boat trip. Uh, Yay! Passengers say their charter boat captain went on a drunken, drug-infused tirade and threatened to shoot everyone on his boat. Sounds like a blast. This was during a fishing trip. Uh, It should have been a... Everybody having a good time? It should have been a 12-hour fishing excursion Sunday in the Gulf of Mexico. Now, police say passengers aboard the boat told them that Captain Mark Bailey drank rum from the bottle... Had multiple beers, got high on cocaine, wow, and ended up in an argument with a 15-year-old passenger who reportedly tried to grab his uncle a drink from the captain's pail. What's your name, you little prick? 
Passenger Christopher Jeffrey uh, said it was like a movie. Unbelievable. He was on board with his dad. Jeffrey says uh, Bailey ripped a chain wow. off a of fellow passenger Jason uh, Rialmo's neck for trying to grab a beer for his uncle. He said, I, I thought I for, at first I thought he was just playing, but then I realized he was serious. And he I was, was like, play strangling. And I was like, you can't do that. The passengers claim that Bailey fired a gun more than once while the vessel was 30 to 40 miles offshore. Wow. The vessel drove in circles, and they called for help because they were in fear for their lives, thinking that they wouldn't get home. Ah, calm down, you pussies. The passengers claim Bailey made a racist comment suggesting he wanted to help kill the N-words. Isn't fishing great? They also say Bailey suggested popping bullets in each of the people on board and dumping their bodies overboard. How, how much were these tickets? I don't know. He <laughs> said, I tried not to panic because you could see the panic in everybody. This is another passenger, Carlo uh, Lepaparo. On the plus side, everyone got a box lunch. Here's the deal. He booked the charter, and he says he's done the excursion with this same captain several times and never Nothing. had an issue. Yeah. So- Possibly a bad day for this captain. Uh, when the boat finally returned, it made its way back to Sarasota Bay. Once at the dock, police say Bailey refused a breathalyzer test and field sobriety test. Is it possible this was the last, the day after the last episode of Game of Thrones? It could have been. No, I don't think it was. Uh, okay. Authorities say Bailey kicked the rear door of a police cruiser while he was handcuffed wow. inside. So he was taken to the county jail where he was charged with boating under the influence and resisting without violence. So this dude just went off the deep end. So if you're that far out, you can discharge the firearm because you're in international waters at that point. But uh, uh, it sounds like he needs a lot of help. Yeah. A hungry alligator crashed a picnic date by a Florida lake and ended up gobbling down an entire bowl of guacamole. (laughs) I love guacamole. Taylor Forte had planned a picnic Thursday for her fiancé, Trevor Walters, at Lake Alice before Walters was uh, to leave for the Marines. This is excellent guacamole. Walters said that they were shocked and ran away from the blanket when the animal sprinted onto the beach. Uh, She said he annihilated an entire block of cheese, (laughs) gobbled it down, lickety-split. The salami didn't stand a chance. And the worst part is we had a big bowl of guac made, and he ate the whole bowl. He put the whole bowl in his mouth the and ate it. The whole freaking bowl. Uh, the man wanted to scare the gator away, so he made himself look bigger, spreading his arms out, making noise, and the, greater, the gator crawled back into the water. Uh, they said it's unusual for alligators to become so comfortable around humans. Uh, that they fearlessly approach them. Do, Unfortunately, do, it sounds like this gator has been fed previously and has lost its weariness of people. Do they eat guacamole in the wild? Maybe they do. Okay. I don't know, Steve. When well, you know those natural guacamole pools. The, the yep. guacamole pools, the yeah. legendary of the Everglades. Yeah. A woman who thought that she had a brain tumor was relieved to discover that the lump was, in fact, a parasitic worm. Oh, my God. Rachel Palma, Rachel Palma knew that uh, something was up when she started acting out of character. She would forget words she, uh, when she tried to call her uh, dead relatives as well. So these things were happening. Clavin! The 42-year-old from Middletown, New, Jer- New York, also suffered horrific nightmares, hallucinations, couldn't sleep. When she tried to use her right hand, she would suddenly drop things. She Jesus. said, my episodes were getting more and more bizarre. There were days that I didn't know where I was. But for a few trips to the emergency room, doctors performed an MRI... And uh, it showed that there was a marble-sized lesion on the left hemisphere of her brain, which is the dominant side of most right-handed people and controls language and speech. 
what? Uh, she and her husband were both in shock by the diagnosis. She said, I never really allowed myself to think that it was cancer. Well, in the fall of 2018, surgeons operated on Palma, but were surprised to find that what they thought would be a soft tumor was, in fact, a firm ball. It resembled a quail egg. When they cut it open, they found a baby tapeworm inside. Oh. So how did the quail get in her head? It wasn't a quail egg. Oh. Uh, Dr. Rizzuli, the chief neurosurgery resident, said, we were overjoyed. We were cheering and clapping. We were so happy when we got in there and saw that it was a tapeworm. We were like, yes. Yeah, tapeworm. He said it was one of those rare situations where you see a parasite and you're like, wow, this is great. Do you know anyone who's ever had a, a tapeworm? No. Huh? I I, I, uh, I did. And the, 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 the guy started to lose weight. He's a friend of mine in college. Started to lose weight. Found out it was a tapeworm. And it had yeah. been in there for a while. Palma's diagnosis changed from a malignant brain tumor to a neurocystocerosis which occurs when the pork tape room infects the central nervous system. Uh, it spread when an individual eats undercooked pork or other infected foods, drinks water-containing tapeworm eggs, or because of poor hygiene. So it actually, you know, a brain tumor would have been much worse than Much that. worse. So she, they were excited. That I she, eat undercooked pork all the time. She had a parasite in her head, in her brain. Jesus. One last story in a cautionary tale. A young woman died in Northern California after she lost her footing while taking photos at Eagle Falls near Lake Tahoe. Uh, the woman was taking photos at the falls in Emerald Bay on the west side of the lake. She oh, lost her footing and went over. I went there last year. Is it pretty big? It is, and there's this there's a, a viewer platform, and people try to get on the other side of it like idiots, and that's how you can fall. Was yeah. this a selfie? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Recovery crews were able to locate her and recover her body quickly given the powerful conditions of the falls. Now, I don't know what uh, had killed her, Nick, because, uh, well, listen to this quote. The area had a record winter, and the uh, um, uh, officials said our waterfalls and rivers are running at treacherous levels. As a result, the temperature of the water is so cold, it is not survivable for long. Yeah, that part of the state and a lot of uh, California had been through such droughts over the last few years that the, the winter that they had has uh, all but eliminated the drought in that part of California. But as a result, the waterfalls are running at a really high rate. And apparently the water's and it's very, very cold. It's freezing, How yeah. far was the fall pressure? Uh, they didn't say. Okay. Uh, so I don't know if it was the water, if it was the temperature of the water, the fall, or what had killed her, but nonetheless. You, you can walk to those falls right from the road. It's an, it's a really easy hike, and so as a consequence, a lot of people do, but they don't take it seriously. Uh, the Fire Protection District urged the public to use extra caution while they are taking pictures. All right, and there you go. That's what I have for you in the bizarre file for now. I have one last one of these to give away, and I'm going to do it right now to caller number 15. I have the Father's Day Steak Fix gift package from Omaha Steaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll take caller number 15, like I said, 215-263-WMMR. It's loaded with stuff. Tenor, filet mignons, uh, top sirloin, pork chops, steak burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, crispy chicken fried steaks, all this stuff. It's a you, lot of stuff. You can give Dad a gift package from the Omaha Steaks uh, or crew that he craves. You just go to omahasteaks.com and enter the code Preston, my name in the search bar, and you get 74% off the Father's Day Steak Fix gift package now for only fifty nine ninety nine. So call it 15, man. Giving you one for free. 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. We're going to take a break. Come back in a moment. Jimmy O. Yang will be here in a little while performing at Helium Comedy Club and more. Stay with us. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. 
Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We have a late edition shard out here. Uh, Casey oh. wants to uh, fire one All out. All right. Uh, yeah, so I, you know, I just it's just a congratulations shard out to uh, my brother, my older brother, Foz, and his daughter, Rachel, who's in eighth grade at St. Dot's. Their team just won the Archdiocesan Championship uh, softball game yesterday. Oh, that's and great. so they, they actually beat our team in, like, uh, our regional championship game. And it was a really, really great game. And they got a great team. But yesterday, they won the whole Archdiocese uh, championship. Uh, so congrats to Rachel, Foz, and all of St. Dot's uh, varsity girls softball team. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we got a couple minutes here. I, I want to bring up something, and if if we uh, if we spend a little bit of time and that move on, then I, I have some city beat. We're, we're going to walk the city beat again. <laughs> all right. Okay. But first, Nick's been waiting to talk about this for a little while. He had teased us a little while back. Apparently, his dad. Had a bit of an adventure. Oh, not that long ago. Oh, that's right. I saw a uh, one that he was taking from his m- mom. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. One that, that he that he hid from his own wife. <laughs> uh, but I but I saw you post. I didn't read it, Nick. So I know what he did, but I don't know the uh, the extent of it. How old is your dad, by the way? Seventy two. And okay. uh, I am uh, I forgot to wish him a happy birthday the, on the air the other day. So I apologize. Happy birthday, Dad. He just turned seventy two this week. We had a really nice dinner on uh, Tuesday night. The night of his birthday, and um, may, may I guess what it is? Because I know he had to keep it from your mom. Yeah, was it a hooker? It was not. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? I I don't know for sure. You don't know. I wasn't there, and uh, he something m- a little bit more athletic. He yes. may have kept that from okay. me as well. Right. Too. That's when the horse. <laughs> <laughs> one time I visited. Yeah, one a time I was in Saigon. <laughs> um, no, it, listen. This is it's not anything epic or in- incredible, but um, for a 72 year old cancer survivor, I thought it was really cool. And he, uh, three time cancer survivor, by the way, he That's went awesome. went paragliding, um, and he was really nervous to do so. He found this place in Glenwood. Springs, Colorado, and um, he went up with this guy. It lasted like 15, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. They cruised around this valley. They, the uh, cool thing about this place is that they uh, create <laughs> they create a video of it for you. So um, he got that to me, got me the raw video. Nick Murphy helped me edit it down and, and cut it down to about five minutes. Was and it a, was it a parachute or like a fixed wing? It's a fixed. Um, uh, no, it's there's no Paraglide. motor. Paraglide. Paraglide. Yeah. Oh, so you do the thing where you literally. Jump off a cliff, yeah, with the, and it's almost like a tandem skydiving thing where you have the guy who's who's helping you and guiding you and, and holding and controlling, yeah, the the, they, uh, the parachute. They look for these things called thermals, right? Uh, where the warm air rises and they hit these, and you can just take off way up into the sky. So uh, when my wife and I were in Switzerland, they had a place right near the hotel that was doing. They had a super high cliff, and they would stay up on, I guess, on these thermals, Nick, for for quite a while. It was wild to see that. Well, that's the thing, Steve. Like, so the the cliff isn't that high up. I mean, when you look at it, it's, it's above this valley. It's above the town of Glenwood Springs. Um, but it's not like you're looking from the top of Mount Everest down. But uh, uh, but the, it's pretty high up. And But the the ride itself lasted, like I said, I, I it was about 25 minutes. So when he landed in Anchorage. <laughs> right. Uh, but he's able to stay up for that long because of the thermals. And then they, they came down into a, like a, a field area, football field or baseball field or something like that. And then that was the end of the, uh, the adventure. This has always looked really cool and serene and fun and i don't think i'd ever do it though though no? you've done not this you've one. done uh i've skydived skydiving. I've skydiving a couple of you'd times you'd also never do that again you I, said. i'm not gonna do that what again. about a hooker uh well i'm yeah. open okay to suggestions <laughs> looks a little di- less dangerous depending on the medical history uh but i don't know why this has always kind of freaked me out just a little bit you're getting a little like me i am I'm, <laughs> no nobody's like that. <laughs> nick how was his landing 
Uh, it was soft and gentle, Kathy. <laughs> uh, it was into a plate of glass. Soft, and, gentle, and moist. Yeah, they, they found a, a greenhouse, and they went crashing into that. Uh, no, no, it was just, it was in the middle of a field. It was really easy. The guy that has, um, that was his guide has done it thousands of times, yeah. and um, and so it was an easy landing. But I, I found it pretty funny that he kept it for my mom until the morning of. Oh, of course. W- would she have vehemently protested? She would have been very nervous, and yeah. I think that he was just trying to save her some angst. So okay. wait, he, he did tell her before the the morning of when they went there i mean they they planned this i just know it's a hooker (laughs) they planned this trip to glenwood springs together they they took a train from uh denver to glenwood springs they spend about half the year in colorado and um so they took a train trip together there was like a a sightseeing tourist type of a train out of denver up to glenwood springs which is there are hot springs there so this was a little getaway for them for the weekend Uh and then the morning that he went out and did it he told her what he was gonna what he was gonna do but he he told me and my brothers you are not allowed to tell your mother Uh what this is so did she watch him no she she stayed in the hotel because she did not want to see it oh wow my mom is terrified of heights and so well, she, that that certainly would not be something she'd be into. She's then. not yeah. good about this type of thing. But he went out. It was you know uh, daybreak and did it and came back and she was enjoying some time at the hotel. Steve, when you, years and years ago, when we were at Y100, uh, Steve and I took a hot air balloon flight for a company <laughs> that was advertising, and and I wanted to propose. I, I know, yeah. you know, but we, we always, <laughs> I always wanted to to do that. And so we get in the basket. Everything is really exciting. And then they, they they crank on the heat. The thing starts taking off. Steve, we shot up to a thousand feet like that. Quick. Yeah. And I remember hanging on to the sides of that thing. It scared the bejesus out of me. It don't, it lasted for a little while. And then you level off. You level Once off. Once you're every, done. Yeah. You get up off the floor. You're done crying. <laughs> no. And uh, it, and you it, feel great. It took a little while, and then because the basket is wicker, okay, and it creaks <laughs> and it makes oh noises God, no. and all that. The thing I keep and, my keys in is wicker. And even though you know it's it's above your waist, it feels like you could just ah, I'll just topple right over and fall out of this thing. And and it took a while, but at first it freaked me out, and then it was amazing. And then it was incredible because they came down lower too, and they did the contour flying over the. Trees, which was was uh, was wonderful. Uh, we did the same thing. Uh, you know, my wife and I were in one of the larger baskets where there's like eight people. Okay, and you're in sort of like your own little compartment. Oh, so like it's you're almost like eggs in a carton. Looks like maybe this one, Steve. Yes, yeah, okay. and uh, uh, yeah, a little bit smaller, but that about that size, Preston. And wow. uh, again, it goes up really high initially, and there's just something about that. But uh, yeah. I think with the, you know, with this thing, it looked like your dad had sort of a gradual, it wasn't an austere cliffside, it was a gradual hill, correct? Right, but you need enough of a cliff so that you're not, you know, you're cruising. I'm just running into town. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're basically flying a kite. Hitting some rocks on the way off. I I guess it's um, sort of a combination between uh, skydiving and... um, uh, Pissing off your mother. Parasailing or or something along those lines. uh, Hang gliding. Or hang gliding, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a combination. Would you ever, in your wildest, wildest dreams... Do that uh, that wingsuit? No, no, no. no. I mean, I it mean, looks awesome, it, but no. Er, these guys no. look as if they're committing suicide. They jump off with what appears to be a slightly blousy, yeah, you know, uh, jumpsuit. Yeah, I mean, we're showing footage here right now. By the way, Steve, a lot of cool video games now use the, I know, the wingsuit. I thing. know, and That's I use enough, it all the time. That is enough yeah. for me. I'll be, spy- I'll be Spider-Man uh, in a video game, yeah. you know, but yeah. not this, not for real. You know, one thing I've always wanted to try is the um, the 
toe gliding thing where a prop plane will You're take hanging you... by your toe. No. Oh. The prop plane takes you up into the air and pulls a glider behind it yeah, and, then, yes. and then lets go. And yeah. then, you know, you can just cruise around on that for a while. Someone who knows how to, a, a good, you know, pilot can really give you a, a good, good yeah. ride. Yeah, those things can stay up for quite a while. They have such huge wingspans and it's, on them. it's incredibly quiet right yes. you're just yeah. hearing the wind that's, rushing that's and you're thing. screaming didn't john denver died in a in a glider accident no he built his own plane oh okay and he, and, and i would never want to be in anything that i built yeah. that yeah. was any form of uh, that had any altitude to it yeah. but he had actually done it he had he had purchased a kit do you remember this and i think it was yeah. one of those planes where the the, the propeller was in the back Okay, yeah, I, mean, I think and, he forgot it, to put wings on it. He right? forgot to put the wings and just <laughs> yeah. And he said that he left them in the box. No, no but he uh, getting something. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it was odd though because it, he did achieve a Rocky Mountain high. Uh, yeah, uh, but I know I did see a story actually yesterday. I didn't include it in the bizarre file, but a glider crashed into a house. Well, uh, yeah, so it's pretty funny. Yeah. Like, what do you mean that's pretty funny? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind going for a ride in a glider. That'd be kind of cool. Do you, you know, no sound and just you know, it, it would feel very yeah. just me going. Steve sitting behind me, breathing on Blowing. me once again. <laughs> I just went to Chick Fil A. <laughs> uh, so uh, well, anyway, that's cool that your dad had that uh, that little adventure. Did you, you see the footage, Preston, yesterday of the, of the the gentleman who had actually been in the uh, one of the paratroopers during uh, D Day? Mm-hmm. Prior to D-Day, yeah. took the jump, 97 years old. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Tandem jump. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Does your dad have anything else on his bucket list a la this? That he, he does. Do? All right. He has a few things. Uh, Can probably, you say them? Not, I, not on air Despite a Kodiak bear? <laughs> no, my mom, I'm sure, is listening again. Hookers. And, yeah, hookers. hookers. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I, that hooker thing sounded pretty good right Hawaiian now. hookers. Yeah. No, you know, my, hooker on a cliff. My parents uh, continue to find new ways to be in love and be married and um, and find adventures like this, and and it makes me happy. And I was really proud of him, happy for him, and he did a cool thing. So all uh, those thanks. years ago, when she served him meatballs with the uh, raisins, raisins. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, Steve, I'd, he doesn't get those. He doesn't like them. My, my mom makes separate meatballs. Her specialty. My dad is a but picky eater. I've had your your mother's raisin meatballs, and they're excellent. And she appreciates the fact that you like them. And uh, but when my mom makes pasta, my dad gets separate meatballs and his own ravioli. Wow. My brothers and I would get the spaghetti and the meatballs with the raisins in them. I don't wow. think he really loves her. My little brother <laughs> raisins always got... are love. My wife makes cordon blues. Yeah. That she and she loves her cordon blues. I'm not a fan of her cordon blues. Oh, no. Oh, wow. and yet we've managed to work through it. Yeah. No, it was just my little brother always got his special meatballs. My mom would stick a toothpick in it. Because my mom always made meatballs with um, green peppers and onions, and he didn't care for those. So he okay. always got his own. Okay. Yeah, so it's tough being a mother. Separate. Yeah, it is. Uh, Nick, I have uh, this guy named Jason online wants to mention something to you here. Hi, Jason. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Gadzooks. Hey, Gadzooks. What's up, buddy? Well, I uh, heard Nick wants to ride in a glider, and I'd like to offer him a ride if he come out tonight. Are you a what? pilot or just a guy on the <laughs> <laughs> No, I'd love to. That'd be amazing. Can you email me with some of the details? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Thank where you. where do you fly out of, Jason? Uh, Philadelphia Glider Council. We're in Hilltown Township near near uh, Shawcott. Not the, far from Sequoia Outback, actually. The Philadelphia Gliding Glider Council? Uh, Philadelphia Glider Council. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> I did not know that there is a group of uh, glider enthusiasts in this area. How long have you been a part of this group? Oh, uh, boy, uh, seven, eight years now, I guess. Wow! And you do you uh, do? You, I assume you do you rent or own your own glider, or how does that work? Yeah, so it's a club. So members, uh, basically collectively, we own the gliders, and it's all volunteer, so it keeps the cost down. 
All right. We have uh, training for free for members, and uh, we love to fly gliders. Jason, wow. what's what's so much more enjoyable about a powerless flight uh, than a regular aircraft? Well, it's quiet, for one thing, and you feel like you're a bird. On a good day, you find thermals, and you can fly for four or five hours. Wow. wow. And, and, and there are raisins. What, what area do you do it? Uh, anywhere outside of, we avoid downtown Philadelphia because uh, the FAA doesn't like us down there. But anywhere up over Bucks County, fly out uh, all the way north of Allentown on a good day. Could you imagine taking a whisper quiet flight over Sequoia Outback? That'd be uh, so incredible. <laughs> Seeing yeah, all the decking supplies. Right over, uh, right over Route 309 there all the time. Well, well, hey, okay. how high up do you get before you um, lose the tether? Plane at uh, two thousand five hundred to three thousand feet above the ground. Let, let me ask you as well, Jason. Do you do you have to pretty much be a, a, a full blown pilot to do this, or is um, you know is there a, a separate level of instruction or um, ability that you achieve? Yeah, you have to have a glider's license, which is uh, easier than a regular license, regular pilot's license, and. Uh, Kids can even do this as young as 14 years old. They can solo and get their license at 16. Oh, God, I'd love to go up with like so, a 13-year-old as the pilot. Mm, so no. you could... you I've could. Done it. It's fun. <laughs> so, so you could be a glider pilot and not have a regular uh, pilot's license, a, a powered pilot's yeah. license. That's right. Many of wow. our members, in fact, are that way. Wow. Okay. Did not know that. Preston. I may, yeah. uh, maybe I'll come, pick up on that come, too, Jason, if you've... Uh, well, he didn't offer come you. On. No. Come out any time. We'd love to show you guys. He around. only offered Nick. Oh, is this a general offer? Yeah, absolutely. We'll bring I'll meatballs with raisins in <laughs> Meatballs Yeah, since uh, apparently Nick's father doesn't eat them. Yeah, we'll just take probably those a whole, leftovers. whole bucket at the house uneaten. <laughs> uh, Jason. Yeah, the, one, the one thing we don't have is we don't have hookers. I'm sorry. Uh, well, well you know, they make yes, a lot of do. noise, and you, you don't want to hear their grunting and groaning over the wind. No, no, not over <laughs> Sequoia <laughs> Outback. Uh, Jason, uh, email Nick at WMMR.com, okay? I will. I will. Great talking to you guys. Thank you, Jason. That's, that's always, there was a movie Thanks, years, years ago called The Thomas Crown Affair with uh, Steve McQueen, and they remade it, and he has, he, there's a whole glider sequence in it, and that's where that, that whole notion, uh, I agree. It, it looks, because also the fact that when you land, you're going right down on the grass. I mean, the, the, the vehicle is, you know, yes, there's no really landing low. gear. Yeah, it's really low. Yeah, nah. Not you don't like that? Nah. No. Nope. I watched Kathy, that video. Were, I was like, "Oh hell no!" A lot of people don't know Kathy was a fighter pilot. What's <laughs> the most <laughs> Grenada? What's the most Nothing. adventurous thing? Nothing. <laughs> I walk every day. Zip line? <laughs> Ride a horse? Arriving at Target before it's open? Yeah. Have you ever done no? A zip getting line through Target in like less than a half an hour. Whew. Oh yeah. <laughs> Whoa. She's sweating bullets. He, Casey, has have you ever done a zip line? No. Would you ever? What if you walked? Maybe the one at the Elmwood Park Zoo. Didn't you do a trapeze one time? Nope, that was Marissa. How about rappelling? No. Uh, <laughs> have you ever been rappelled? No. Nope. How about a ropes course? No. no. How about uh, Latin dancing? Yes, uh, yeah, that'll you know. do. What about uh, rock climbing? Uh, no. Uh, you ever ridden a horse? I used to, yes, I used to ride horses when How about I was wreck a kid. diving? Okay. Uh, I used to show them, actually. Uh, what? Wreck diving? Yeah, scuba diving. Oh, no. but I mean in, in no. submerged ships. Yeah, but you no. go in ships. No, and no. Like that. no. Uh, yeah. snorkeling. No, ah, yes, snorkeling. Yeah, snorkeling. You can come to the top snorkeling. and breathe. Yeah. Well, you know, listen. Keep you going. Know, this is fun. Life, life is is uh, is is too short to not do <laughs> to not, not do to anything. Not, not do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alligator wrestling. <laughs> no, I, my cousin does that. What about Wave Runner? Have you ever? Uh, yes, that I'll do. Okay. What? 
in your life, you know, Slowly. there are times you say, I really should just do, try this. And there's been a number of times where you, you try and I shouldn't have done this. Man. And I know because you, you actually, when you did skydiving the first time, you, you said, how did I feel about that? It was it was so <laughs> scary, and but but I had kind of done a check on myself and gone, you know what? Maybe it was just sensory overload. Maybe right. Maybe it was so much noise and wind, and it was cold, and it was just all these things. And I didn't, Maybe I loved it. I didn't take in the beauty of what it is. Let me do it again. No. Just <laughs> as scary the second time, so I confirmed it. Right. And now you know. Uh, I did that indoor skydiving. I didn't even like that. You didn't like iFly? Oh, Not my really. God. That's awesome. I love it. Mm. Yeah. Especially with a hooker. Oh, 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 scary. <laughs> Uh, so you know what? No, oh, yeah. I need to come up with some other things. You there. did ride yeah. a penny farthing once. What? Oh yeah, a penny farthing. Yeah, that was cool. Bicycle with a giant yeah, front yeah. wheel, an old turn of the century that bicycle. Cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. that wouldn't have killed me if I fell off it. Oh, no, it absolutely would have. Yes, yeah, huh? Yeah. No. You've ridden a Segway. We've seen that before. Yeah, <laughs> I love going Drunk. on roller coasters with you. It's a blast because you're so scared. Like that's the thing. It's with age. You just get. I for me, I just get more nervous with you... age. I used to love roller coasters as a kid, and now Did it's like you? now I like it's really stressful for me to go on a roller coaster. Uh-huh. Bes- besides, I are you impressed me as the kind of person who is like. 70 when they were 15 like <laughs> you, you, you they're just no. things you you know but i think no, as a, I, your mom always no as a kid i was a normal you're more kid. adventurous I would, uh, yeah 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 i would do all of these things but then i became my mother and i just get nervous with everything we're watching video yeah. of me riding a penny for <laughs> uh it's great and you sang a great song I just, yeah i'm riding a penny for i think i made a <laughs> Kathy, I... Wait, oh, and okay. I think that I rode the small one. I don't you even did. think I rode yeah, the big you one. Yeah, you, you were half a penny farther. <laughs> yeah. uh, Kathy, yeah. I, I, um, I, I will still ride roller coasters, but I do get a little bit nervous yeah. about... I don't like... Because you don't I, know where you're going. Well, I know I do. Uh, I just don't like the idea of power oh. harnesses. I'd rather... Have like, like a buckle a ba- in. Well, like I want to have a. Like, can can we just have both? Can we have a a, well, a buckle harness and a power harness? But that's why it- some of the some of the roller coasters do. They yeah. have that power harness, and then it you know comes between your legs and buckles in. I think they all should. Uh, this, they should all come between your legs. This is <laughs> nice. This is a brilliant idea. It will never ever happen. Okay. Month of Stunts 2, oh God. Kill Kathy no. edition. That would be like, eat breakfast without washing your hands first. Yeah, yeah. first. <laughs> right. Yeah, never, I'd rather skydive It would, it would be that. the lamest radio you've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we sit, run out of no, fear. Sit, yeah. sit next to a stranger. Uh, touch poop. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. Hey, I do want to do this because I don't want to let these stories get away uh, oh. from me. And uh, we're going to take a quick walk on the city beat. Uh, these are things that... Uh, I don't that are... even know what... Vo- Did I ever do a voice for this, or are we just letting it go as is? Uh, I guess you could kind of do hair Let me work on it, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really sure. Preston takes to the streets to get the lowdown on what's happening in Philadelphia. Uh, so there is... Uh... Casey doesn't like this. Okay, we'll come up with something else. Uh, we do like the music, though. Uh, graffiti Pier. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The unofficial Philadelphia artist playground that was shut down last spring after a bit of uh, illegal activity was starting to take place is likely now going to become a public park. Is that right? Where is Graffiti Pier, Case? Uh, you you got to go, like, up Delaware Avenue, like, all the way to the end. I, I've north? never been there. Yeah, yeah, north. Okay. Um, And I've, I've only seen pictures. My cousin's been there. He you know, takes his dog there and stuff like that. But so when his I, cousin takes his dog there. When I initially heard this, I thought maybe it was uh, in JFK... No, or, or, no, no, with no, no. the skateboarders. No, yeah, because yeah. we, we've been there. No, that's, it's a, but it is. It's loaded up with graffiti. But this is like 
It's north of uh, Fishtown near Port Richmond. Okay, Marissa? Yeah, it's like past Sugar House. If you, uh, if you come on the Spirit of Philadelphia with me next week, you, fly, you sail by it a couple of okay. times. Really? It's really cool looking. All right. It, I, Preston yeah. is very similar to JFK Skate Park with all of the graffiti on it. Right. Um, but it's literally just on an empty kinda, plot of land. Kind of looks where, like where Maui used to be. Yeah. yeah a little further north? It's more yeah. north okay. of that. Yeah. Got it. I like good. I don't like tagging, uh, you know? Um, I know. know. But this particular place looks cool. There's also an old school that was on um, near Bartram Avenue. Um, I I think it's, I don't know if Bartram High is not there anymore, but I drove past it a couple of weeks ago, and it looks like the school's closed down, but it's all graffitied over. So we're looking at pictures of this place. And, uh, okay, so I see why it's earned its name Graffiti. Yeah, yeah, it's loaded. So it was closed. There's, in, a, there's basically a lot of graffiti. It was in, it was closed in May of last year because police started to uh, patrol the area more heavily uh, because of some illegal activity. There's a lot of hang gliding going was, on. Well, there's a lot of uh, drug dealing, stuff like that, right. I would imagine. And uh, uh, the, the taggers and the artists got all pissed off about it. Uh, but under the agreement first reported on the, by the Inquirer, Conrail will sell six acres of its Riverside property to DRWC, which is working on its promise to create a public park every half mile along the string of trails on the Delaware River. So oh, really, this a is public park every half mile. That's a great idea. Uh, Wait, say that again, Preston. A public park, how many? What's, what's every half mile along the string of trails on the Delaware River. So Isn't that a great idea? Either either there's green space or maybe piers that are like yeah. this that they can turn into a, uh, a a park. For all that's turned around down there on the river, there's still so much that could be done. It's oh, getting yeah. there. It's yeah. got a long way to go. But you're right, Stephen. We've watched it for decades just crawl in development and... There could be so much more done. How long could it take to pull away that semi-submerged Hooters? Yeah. Yeah. Philly has more waterfront property than New York City, and yet ours is far less developed. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but with communities like, you know, Fishtown and Northern Liberties and all that becoming a little bit more gentrified, I think it will promote development in these areas. But the problem is that 95 bisects it. So you have the the city and the neighborhoods, and then 95 blocks you from getting to the river, and then there are railways along there as well, too. So, like, it it keeps people from being able to walk from their neighborhoods Mm. to the waterfront property. Yeah. I think deep, dark tunnels would really help. Sure. Well, I I don't mind this idea, but you have to be able to police that area. And um, my wife and I one time were walking down West River Drive, and this is before they put in that skate park. And we're walking, and then all of a sudden... It got scary. Like it went from like a nice monsters? little not no not monsters, but like I don't just seedy individuals, and it just happened out of nowhere. And it was like, oh, okay, well, this is the part of the trail that. <laughs> hey, kid, you want to smoke a cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> no, the, mo- the moment I start feeling un- uncomfortable is when I start to see like. Uh, parking lots with like weeds growing up out of them and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I'm like, okay, yeah, nobody. I'm like, nobody takes care of this area, and that lends it to. Uh, people who will loiter and, and maybe uh, illegal activity and stuff like that. And yeah. if, if it's not maintained, I start to go, mm, it's probably And you have to. You, you, know? be, you, you can't have it falling into disarray. But what yeah. if the city were to invest in some uh, Boston Dynamics kill <laughs> robots, robots okay. to yeah. patrol the area? That'd be perfect. There you mm, go. That might be a, the fix of your problem right there. A, a girl I used to date lived in North Jersey in like the mountains and lake areas of North Jersey. And they had like a giant rock. It was like... 
just one graffiti rock in the whole area, and it totally stood out because it, you know, it's just it's all nature stuff like that. But what was cool about it is is that everybody painted on it and painted over it, and it became like a like a birthday rock. You know what I mean? So if it was like your buddy's birthday, you and all your friends would go there and like, you know, hey, happy birthday, Preston. And wasn't there a rock that ended up with some Preston and Steve and WMMR paints on it at, at um, school oh, in yeah. South Carolina or something? Do you guys remember this? This was I don't. literally like a decade ago, but um, like a like a. Like a how it was like a rock, like a rock standing arrow straight, yeah, like, uh, a, like a boulder, like a Bob Seger style <laughs> rock. <laughs> no, it, yeah, like a boulder, but it was known for people painting on it, and we got wind of it somehow. I, this literally was a, at least ten years ago, maybe more. Huh. And then they ended up painting Gadzooks and WMMR and Preston and Steve on it. I and, remember that. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. What the hell's happening let's to me? Bring that back. I think I remember a rock that was painted on. Yeah. And there's also another rock thing, but this isn't like giant rocks. They're like little <laughs> stones, if you will. It's a lot um, of rock stories. Well, I want to ask you, Press, because your uh, your daughter goes to public school, and, and actually you too, Nick. Um, the, do they do these things where like the kids will paint rocks and then leave them at other schools? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, like, because they like, take them to playgrounds. Like friend, not friendship rocks or something like that. What's that called? Um, or, well, I don't know. Our next door neighbor, Arden, does that. She's a really sweet girl, and she'll paint a rock and just leave it uh, on our uh, driveway or something like that oh, for cool. us. It's okay. really cool. It's neat. That's I, just I, a Sicilian death threat. We love that. Yeah. I didn't know oh, that. Now I'm really scared. <laughs> but it's, I had no it's, idea they were Get a cute little girl. Did you get my message? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What I'm describing is very similar to like a flat Stanley type of deal, um, okay. where it's 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 a campaign, it's a campaign of some sort, and it's all I, over the area. So, like, if you were going on vacation this summer, my, your daughter would go to a school, yeah, in you know, where Hawaii, California, Colorado, whatever, and and leave these rocks from Pennsylvania, and they usually say something positive or have a cute yeah. picture on them or something like that. No, that's a great idea, though. Yeah, okay. uh, they, at least uh, they haven't done it at out. Our school district, not that I know of, but I so, do like that idea. The kind, taking, here you go, Casey. The uh, kind, kindness rocks. We did rocks. do this at the school. Okay. You did? Okay. Yes. So what you do is when you travel, you fill up your luggage with rocks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> or you can we, just take paints with you. Oh, okay. And that way you find a rock there. Yeah, I guess that makes better, more sense. Well, this I've one, got 400 pounds of rocks. We should start a campaign for MMR rocks. MMR, MMR rocks! Come on! Everybody. Wow! Nice job. Thank you, everybody. Ah, uh, I love okay. it. I actually, I actually kind of love it. Yeah. And we can associate a prize. By the way, we're having a promotions meeting right now. Yeah. yeah. Listen to this. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we can. We can We've gone so far off into rock chat. I, yeah. That we now have turned yeah. it into a staff. So, what's meeting. your favorite metamorphic, <laughs> right. sedimentary, igneous? Ooh. Park your thoughts on that because there's one more thing from the city beat that I want to hit, Ooh. and we got it. We're running out of time, and I do want to mention this because Marissa has said for years that I need to go to this place, and I'm not going there without her. Oh, because I don't think I could get in there <laughs> without her. Uh, Esquire magazine named Philly's resident speakeasy bar in Chinatown on its list of 2019's best. American Bars, and this is the Hopsing Laundromat. We've heard about this for years. Yep, and you you need to, there's there's an, an etiquette, a protocol, and you need to be invited of sorts, or you need to be allowed in. I'm sorry, not invited. 
Uh, or this bottom line, they can turn you away, right? Isn't that the deal, Marissa? So it's like, it's like a, is there a Studio 54 vibe outside, or what's the deal? If you're not dressed properly, they won't let you in. Yes, there are uh, rules. Like, you can't wear flip-flops. Uh, mm, they changed them recently. You can't wear flip-flops. I don't know if you can wear shorts for men. No can't, photos, right? No pictures. No, no photos, but that's great. What about, you can't, have your, you can't be looking at your cell phone and stuff, right? Yeah, no cell phones out at all. If you have your cell phone out, they will ask you to leave. There is, like, a little Can atrium. you bring painted rocks inside? Oh, probably if they're okay. in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah, but there's like a gate. It is a very nondescript door in Chinatown right at yeah. 10th and Race. And you ring the bell and somebody comes out and they take your license and they kind of like check you because there are they people that up. are banned from the restaurant for breaking these rules in the past. Really? Yeah. Okay. So but, that's it. Said- the more you make something exclusive, the more people but, get into it. But the... The cocktails are supposed to be out of this world. Really? Yes. Okay, so that's that's the big uh, the big draw. Yep. Yep. Cocktails are amazing, and they all have really cool names. A lot of Beatles songs and mm-hmm. different things. Yeah, the one that they that they highlight and recommend that you should. This is according to the magazine Esquire that you should try for your first timer. It's called the Henry Box Brown. Uh, it's named after a slave who escaped to freedom by mailing himself from Virginia to Philadelphia in a crate. So they've really been thoughtful about the the names of these of these cocktails. Yeah. So they clearly have mixologists working there that come up with these great uh, concoctions. Yeah, I mean, it takes probably a good like ten minutes to get your drink because they hand press all the juices right. as you get them. Um, Lee is the owner of the establishment, and he is this very eccentric, fun uh, Asian man who, if you get to see him, please try to talk to him for a few minutes. He has great glasses. He has great style. I love um, your glasses. <laughs> Little uh, secret, though. After you've done the story, I have Steve, a secret about it, too. Say that with your <laughs> olives in your nose. I'll hold your cloth. <laughs> what is that in your nose? Dude, that These are my lucky olives. <laughs> you have to go. Come on. No, free drink. <laughs> no. You are now my leader. Uh, yeah, so I want to go there, but I want to go there with you, Marissa. So just finding the time is the hardest part about it. But See, oh, there, were be- only, there were only 27 bars in the entire country that were named in this article. Wow. And Hop Sing Laundromat was one of them. You remember your original, I mean, you... The original protestation was that they were being a little too snooty. And so you originally when this came up, you weren't a big fan of the concept. But now well, you, you, I just, you've changed, you've softened. Well, no, just I want to try the drinks. Right, right, right. I, I mean, and, and it looks like a neat place. Yes. Well, listen, Marissa suggested one night in the city that my friends and I, after we were out, go by this one bar. <laughs> we walked in, took a good look, and we turned right around. <laughs> we're like, we do not we do not belong here. This is not what we were looking for. And and not that it was a bad place. It was just, uh, I think we aged out of this particular joke. You were getting, yeah. you were getting man bun burns. Uh, yeah. It was, no, nah, it wasn't that. It was, it was just, uh, actually, people were, it was a cigar bar and everybody, it was, it was people there to be seen. We were there just to drink. Yeah, yeah. That's it. So it was not that particular establishment. But this place, trying the beverages alone is mainly what I'm into. All right. Yeah, but I, I like the idea of going somewhere cool like this, but it's not like super crowded either, right? And, well, and then you're so, talking about Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, well, no, yeah. That was like the crowded. speakeasy that I went to in Nashville case. Okay. There yeah. wasn't very many people there. You, It's not advertised. You don't know where it is. We happen to know because somebody told us and it was in our hotel. Yeah, and I don't necessarily think Sugar Moms was a speakeasy, but it sort of had that vibe, that vibe. where... But, it would often get crowded, and that was that was the only knock that I would have on on Sugar Moms. Where do you go to get picked up by black guys, Cappy? <laughs> in Nashville, apparently. Okay. Anywhere. Yeah. Wait. What? Would, what did he say to you? 
Um, he said, uh, I want you, girl, girl, I want you. Girl, I girl, want, I want you. you. They only let people in to fill the tables. You, there's no standing at the bar just for the seats. Okay. So it's not overcrowded. But here's a little secret. Uh, Lee, who does the cocktail program, is now doing the cocktails at Rouge on Rittenhouse Square. Okay. And he just announced that he's doing them at Vesper in, I guess that's Center City, Midtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you would like to try the cocktails, you can go there too. But oh, cool. if you do go, uh, it's so cheesy. But like, you know how you go out to breakfast? And you get table pancakes, uh, where like you s- share them for the table. Everybody just takes a bite. Yeah, I've never done no, that. Never Last done night for dinner, well. I had a bag of hers pretzels and iced tea. Yeah. Wait a minute, is this she's a- out having all this. Table pancakes? Is table pancakes. Oh, Normal like, people don't do that. No. Oh, okay. um, are you all ready to start your table pancakes? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a delicacy that will be very impressive. I like my own pancakes. We don't yeah, use I, syrup. Yeah. We use a, a raisin compost. It's just fork out of my pancakes. <laughs> You're going to love it. Regular pancakes are round, and that's pedestrian. <laughs> Ours are parabolas. <laughs> parabolas? Yes, we find that design more suitable for the <laughs> pancake experience. Well, that's impressive. Oh, we don't Preston. heat them in the traditional way. We put them on the backs of armadillos who oh, lay no. in the sun. Each pancake is $71.13. And the entire table gets yeah. to eat them. So, Absolutely. You know, yeah. You can we it. elect an eater and the others watch. <laughs> Come on. Armadillos. We find that the uh, oils within the armadillo shell brings out the taste of the pancake. Uh, or as we pancake. call it, a paraboloid. Oh, <laughs> dear God. So anyway, like the table pancakes... <laughs> It's, if there's something very indulgent that everybody could share, like you don't want to have like a red velvet pancake as just your breakfast, you want a snack on it. Like that, uh, I suggest you go to Hopsing and try the screwdriver. Because yeah. you might not drink it. Yes, exactly. You might not order a screwdriver as no. a regular drink. I, I don't understand. Why what, would you what, is share, everybody it? share it? Well, because like you might, there's really cool drinks because that you want to try. Because sharing is caring. Because, you know, it, it, they're a little expensive, the cocktails. So if everybody just gets a sip of it, it's really good. I'm just saying they're That's disgusting. Are really good. <laughs> That's Sorry. why you're not invited, Kathy. Uh, you know how you guys are going to get a no, table cocktail, right? I don't want to share a drink with you guys. <laughs> yes. They just bring out a pail with straws <laughs> right, in it. Right, right. Everyone. That was like table the, cocktail. Like that By Dunkin- the way, a quick question. Are you all comfortable with things like group sex? <laughs> <laughs> that Dunkin' Donuts video we did where everyone was sipping on the coffee. I was like, I'm not doing oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's right. You wouldn't do it. <laughs> if if, if, uh, if uh, somebody brings out, um, like, uh, nachos at a restaurant and a group, <laughs> will, you, will you pull from that nacho pile? Yeah, that's not that's not that. You're not putting right. you're not putting your mouth on it and biting and then passing it to me. Okay. okay. Uh, anyway, Upsing uh, Laundromat is one of the best bars in the country. Cool. Well, yeah, you know. we we look forward to them bringing all their stuff in here, so we don't have to go there. <laughs> That'll never happen. <laughs> we'll do a, he would, doesn't need a yeah. I would like to go there. And, and, but I'm intrigued by armadillo pancakes. Now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that's been a walk down the Lee, city beat. Lee, 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 Lee. What is it? Oh, that's, that's Lee. That's Lee from a Hopsing laundromat. <laughs> He's on the phone. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, give me the city beat. I got I, you. I, I got to wrap it up. Okay. We, wrap we it up. Break, and I can't do it without surrounding our feature properly. There we go. All right. Uh, well, listen, we do need to take a break, but how about we set you up 
with some tickets to go to Beast of a Beast. And this is at Elmwood Park Zoo. You're going to love this. They're going to have great cocktails there, too, by the way. I they always do a great job. Yeah, Capitol Grill and uh, Blue Bell Inn are here this morning providing some food for us and uh, wandering amongst the animals at Elmwood Park Zoo. You can enjoy an evening of sampling food and drinks, more than 30 restaurants and 12 breweries, unlimited food samples, open bar and zoo admission is included with your ticket, Steve. I'll bet they have armadillos there. Ready to make some pancakes mm-hmm. for you. Caller number 16, 215, 16 and 17. We'll Ooh. get the passes to 215-263-WMMR. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. Jimmy O. Yang, who is going to be at Helium Comedy Club, will be here in just a moment. Make sure you Excellent. stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Thrice. Shine now. Everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Thank you very much, Kath. We're excited to have our next guest in the studio. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight and tomorrow. You've seen him in TV shows and films, and now you get to see him live on stage here in Philadelphia. Very cool. cool. Uh, anything from Silicon Valley to Patriot Stage to Crazy Rich Asians to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. A little list goes on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jimmy O'Yang. Yeah. How you doing, Jimmy? Morning. I'm doing well. That's great. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, I mentioned all those all those credits, and uh, you know, you do comedy, uh, but I, I want to point out, man, you're a solid uh, dramatic actor as well. Patriot's Day, you were fantastic in. Thank you so much. Uh, sadly, not a lot of people watched it, but I'm. I'm I love that movie. It, 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 so it's made the jump over to uh, like HBO and stuff like that, and people are, right. are seeing it. Yeah. But it, it it is a movie that is very well done. Uh, and Mark Wahlberg and everybody is is really good. And, and who's the director? Is Peter um, Peter Berg. Peter Berg is really really good. And he and Wahlberg work well together. And yeah. you, you played a role of a story that I really didn't know. And and, right. I, and I'm watching. You know, they, they were taking different people. This if if you haven't seen the movie, it's about the the Boston Marathon bombing. And it took a bunch of different people's and their uh, their experiences, mainly focused on. Uh, the pursuit of the brothers. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but your character was the one who was kidnapped, held hostage. Uh, by the, those guys and eventually escaped and alerted the police, hey, I know where these guys are. I know who they are. I didn't know that story. Yeah, that guy was amazing. Yeah. Uh, Danny Mang, Chinese immigrant, you know, college student, and this is about, of course, the Boston Marathon bombing. Yeah. And uh, I bugged him every other day. Spoiler <laughs> alert, he stays alive, you know, yeah, in the yeah, movie. Yeah. So I bugged him every day when I was in Boston and we had dinner, like went to Chinatown every other day. It, it was He was a really nice, warm guy and he came to the premiere and uh, tapped me on the shoulder. He's like, hey, I think you did a great job. Oh, that's, that's cool. there nice. you go. Nice. I mean, it's weird. It, it's uh, to me, it always seems to be one of the weirdest things. And some actors have, uh, you know, the the desire to go speak with the person that they're playing, and other people right. don't want to. And that, you know, I guess it's whatever the technique that works for that particular actor. I think if you have someone that you could glean some insight from, right. that that would benefit the performance, you know? Yeah, and he was super nice. It's not like he was asking for money or anything. <laughs> right. you know? Like, that that would be weird. Sure, for $1,000. Yeah, yeah, for $1,000, I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> but, uh, but obviously a lot of great comedic roles, uh, fresh off the boat, and I'd mentioned the movies and yeah. all that stuff. So um, is is stand-up comedy where you kind of started or acting, yeah. or what? where'd you begin? That's where everything started. Okay. I started doing stand-up at the Ha Ha Comedy Club. Ha Ha, yeah. In, uh, LA, uh, I had to pay five dollars for five minutes of stage time. Mm-hmm. That's what it used. So the, it's quite common a lot of times when you mm-hmm. do stand up in the early days. You either have to do one or two things: you'll pay, or you have to promise I'll bring in ten people to watch. Exactly, it's called a bringer show, right? And I, I did that too, and 
honestly, I've I've had times where I only brought in three people instead of like five, <laughs> and they wouldn't let me on stage. I'm really? like, just let me on stage for three minutes. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. But and you now. you studied you studied economics, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, economics. University yeah. of San Diego. Uh-huh. Uh, UCSD. U- okay. Yeah. Now, was your commencement speaker Mike Judge? Yeah, who how later, crazy was that? The, the showrunner for uh, Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. Yeah. Look, I, I didn't even think I was going to be an actor then. You know, I was barely starting to do open mics. Uh, and Mike is probably the only cool person that ever went to UCSD. Because <laughs> everybody else is like an engineer or like neuroscientist or something like that. Right. And Mike was a physicist. He's he's a he's what? Mensa level smart, that dude. He's a genius. Yeah. He's a genius. He ended up working uh, to program fighter jets. No. And that's how he started working in the Silicon Valley in the 80s uh, during, like, one of the original tech booms. The creator of Beavis and Butthead has that, that, <laughs> ki- that kind of mental uh, skill set. It's amazing. Yeah, and he was he's toured as a professional bassist for, like, bluegrass bands. The guy's a genius. Yeah, wow. yeah. So, okay. so a little, little did you suspect. But so after that, after the economics and everything, you, 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 you were yeah. born in Hong Kong, correct? I was born in Hong Kong. Yeah. Came, came here. I know you have a book called uh, "How to American: An Immigrant's Guide to Disappointing Your Parents." Yes, <laughs> yes, that's true. Uh, and um, so you come here, and uh, you had relatives in the states, uh-huh. and you came here to, uh, to, to live. And so, uh, but the so you, and I think you were working. You know, you're working at a, a financial firm, or where where was it? Right yeah, now? it was uh, Smith Barney, Smith which Barney. was under Citigroup. And okay. I graduated 2010 from okay. college, which is right after the financial crash of 2008. <laughs> it's a perfect time. Nobody in finance was hiring, and nobody was going to trust a 22-year-old kid with their money. <laughs> right. You know, so um, my dad hooked me up with an internship. And, like, one day he came home, like, he was like, Jimmy, you know, great news. They're going to hire you full time. You're going to be a great financial advisor. And literally, like, tears of joy was coming out of his eyes. And I thought that was just the worst news ever. <laughs> like, that to me sounded like a death sentence, you know. <laughs> and I just didn't know how to tell him. And I was like, I don't want to do this, you know. And but out of obli- your sense of obligation, you figured you at least had to give it a try. Exactly. It was, I always thought it was, because... The, the subtitle of the book, you know, Immigrants Got It Disappointing Your Parents. For me, disappointing your Asian parents is the same as, you know, pursuing your dreams. It's, it's just those two are the same thing. Uh, do you so have, really, do you have they're siblings? the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. Do, you, wow. do you have older siblings or anything like that? I did, my brother, and he is in finance. So, you know, so that's going to be even more of a disappointment as well. I, I ran into something similar. My older brother is a chemist. My older sister was a math teacher. And then I started doing radio, and my dad was like... When are you gonna like start your life? And I was like, but yeah, I, but I am like get a real job. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but like, and we know it, it. It's the truth. I mean, there was that that, that tiger mom. You know, she wrote mm-hmm. that book, and it, 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 you know, and you, we just get this sense. I mean, obviously, the the, the, the list of academic uh, accomplishments with you know within the Asian community is is legendary. So yeah, so yes, I would imagine the onus is on you to to do that. So how did you, did you just start doing it and hope you get enough success to warrant it, or did you just say? I'm going to go for this. I, I, ha- I had to, like, disappoint my parents in order to not disappoint myself. Yeah. Like, that was the creed that I lived by. So I, after college, um, I did that internship for a little bit just to appease my dad. And then after that, I got three jobs in, uh, when, I, when I graduated. I, I was a used car salesman. <laughs> I, 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 I worked at a comedy club as a doorman in exchange for stage time. And then I was a strip club DJ at night. 
So I did all those three things, still not knowing what I wanted to do. Okay, all right, just we, to we, figure we, out we what have, I... we have m- multiple questions. In case well, so, so strip club <laughs> DJ, but so you paid basically for your stage time at a comedy club. Did you have to? Because I, I thought this is the way it worked at strip clubs, at least mm. some here in Philly. Do you pay for your booth and then you work off of tips from the dancers? Or oh, they um, just straight up paid you? No, no, no. They, they they paid me, I think it was like 75 bucks a shift. And if the dancers wanted to tip me, you know, they could tip me. Uh, <laughs> but there's no customers in that club, so nobody ever tipped me. <laughs> What was it? Were you doing like day stripping, or was it was it a night stripper? It, it was night stripping. It was, it was after my uh, comedy club show. There was no prime time in that club at any time. <laughs> it was called Fantasy Showgirls. It was sh- it's shut down now. Okay, and um, they had like two customers at most, and it, it became my job became like really doing crowd work on those yep. two guys <laughs> and really hassling the two people. It, it was sad. So uh, did you have, in, in almost every strip club, DJ has the same delivery? Yeah, all right, fellas out there, let's put your hands you together. Know. Yeah. 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 Did, were you doing it that? was the same thing, yeah. yeah. it was. You go into like a strip club DJ voice. Yeah. I never learned it, but I guess I heard it somewhere. It's yeah. like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, two for one lap dance is coming up right now. Guy with the gray shirt in the front, don't be shy with you, Ollie. Get two for one lap dance with your favorite dancers. I saw you eyeing Milan and Jade. You can get two for one for twice a one for the next ten minutes. It's just that voice. Yeah. Mercedes on the main stage. Yeah. Exactly. Well, there's only one stage. So okay. yeah. this, this place really was bad. It was, yeah. it was sad, man. Uh, Jimmy, I wanted to ask about your character, Bernard Ty. Oh, yeah. In Crazy Rich Asians. That douchebag friend that, mm-hmm. that for some reason the guys all just keep in their circle for right. whatever reason it is. Yeah. Number one, did you have any friend in mind when you were being that character? <laughs> did you do you or or, or do uh, it had to have been a fun character to play? First of all, absolutely, super fun, super douchey, and I took a heart deep look into myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like. This might be me, uh, you know. I well, I you don't impress us as a douchebag, though. Yeah, you know? I, I think uh, he's in a part of all of us. There, yeah. There's a part of us that want to be this billionaire playboy that lives by no rules and is a complete douche. So you just kind of let let that part out yourself, you know. And uh, it was, was really fun. That there character made the movie for me. It was oh, great, and it was, there was certain. Also, you have these people. You have the 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 the, the, the you know the 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 stud, the main protagonist mm-hmm. there, uh, who's who's very demure about the the uh, spending. Yeah. And here you are going, no, let's go for it. Yeah. Were you surprised at how popular the movie was and how it took off? Um, we weren't expecting it. We we're hoping it will be big, you know, because it's very important for our community yeah. in a way, just so that we can make more movies with our faces on it, you know. Yeah. Uh, the Asian community, for anybody that doesn't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, it was it was. I was amazed when we did um, did the press tours and stuff. And well, actually, one of my stops was here in Philly. Okay. We stopped by MacMart and gave out a bunch of like lobster mac and cheese. We <laughs> we went to Barclay Prime. I wouldn't pay for this myself, but we had a hundred twenty dollars cheesesteak, the yeah. crazy rich cheesesteak. Yep. it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. That, that was what I remember from. Somebody Philly. told me that you guys were in this building. I think so. I forget. I honestly forget which show it was like because it was, uh, but. We were here. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm going to complain about that. Yeah, because, uh, you didn't come by. Yeah. All right. So in in the in the film, your character shoots a uh, a, a missile launcher. Yeah. Several times. What were those? Just fireworks inside that, or is it all CGI? Or did they have you shooting? What? It was a real missile launcher, but it was CGI fireworks. Okay. Because okay, I don't okay. think it will be safe for me to. Yeah. You know. <laughs> 
<laughs> shoot it. But, you know, it's just a testament to my acting. You know, yeah, yeah, you got to yeah, do yeah, the yeah. boom, you know, as yeah. as if as if the you recoil. fell back a couple steps. Yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. Well but, done. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was a very heavy. It's like 30 pounds. And it was like 120 degrees in uh, this was in Malaysia. Okay. And great, great job to our set decorator. You know. So it's magnificent. The scene was on a cargo ship, and yeah. it was like functional, like pools, helicopter pads, you know, uh, diving boards, stuff like that. And it was in an empty parking lot in Malaysia that he built all these things. That, like that's where that was. Fun- yeah, man, that looked good, right? Because yeah. the the it's it's the same reason that the lifestyles of the rich and famous was so popular. You, everyone loves to look at that sort of lush lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the but the cast was great too. You had Michelle Yeoh, who's oh yeah legendary, legend, legend. You know, we had uh, Steve Byrne in, and he's a, a good friend of the show. And and he was talking about he goes, you know, these there's this whole. I'm a big fan of Hong Kong, you know, cinema yeah. and, and and all that stuff. So these uh, all these people to see them get this sort of celebration for this. First, you have a, a super stellar looking cast. Uh, what's yeah. it? Gemma Chan. Gemma Chan, amazing. Yeah. yeah, and and then obviously, so but I mean, they had to be putting you up in style. They they can't drive you to a set that's that glorious and then have you go back to the Ramada, right? Were they were they taking care of you? Yeah, yes and no. Like I mean, <laughs> we stayed in a very nice hotel in Singapore, but at the same time. Uh, we didn't have the biggest budget. It really? was a, look. It was a thirty-five million dollar film. Yeah. Right. And in the book, it said the budget for that wedding was thirty-five million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to somehow make everything look great, and it would be like handmade, you know, Singaporean suits that we're wearing, and they're some of the greatest tailors there, but. Inside, we weren't like a Uniqlo shirt, okay. <laughs> you know. But yeah. we made it work. You know what it, I mean? Well, no, it convinced looked, us. Yeah, it looked like excess. It looked legit. Everything yeah. looked really top notch. So that's cool that they were able to pull that off like that. Yeah, and whenever you put Gemma Chan on stage, it just looks like a hundred million dollars. She's movie. stunning. Yeah. I mean, she's she's, she's just incredible. Uh, yeah. You had mentioned, you know, uh, uh, the Asian community and and acting and comedy, and I know that you use your social media to to promote that and mm-hmm. so on. So, how tight is the um, amongst actors and 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 comedians? Uh, or, or is, is there a community? Do you, you get together? Do you see each other around as far as the Asian uh, performance community goes? Yeah, I think it's it's both. Like, uh, I started off with just a stand-up community, which I thought was so cool. That's one of the main reasons why I did stand-up. So, was, so you've seen Bobby Lee's penis then? <laughs> uh, sadly, no. Oh! I have been left out. Well, like that guy gets naked every time he comes in this studio. Oh, really? I've oh, been to his God. house, and he still has not shown me his oh, penis. Like, we're not even Asian. We're closer we're friends, yeah. I know. We're not even be something club. wrong with me. Maybe yeah. he only shows penis to white people. It might be that. Yeah. That yeah. yeah. He tells you guys about listeners what I do yeah. with, the, with the white. <laughs> Whip it out. But yeah, like Bobby was somebody I looked up to. I watched Matt TV religiously. Steve Byrne was somebody I looked up to. Ken Jong, and now we're all like really close and good friends. That's great. Ken, of course, was in the movie. Yeah, it's great. And you know, we we. We, we we all love each other and 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 doing this movie one of the greatest thing you know was I felt like I found my creed yeah. you know of yeah. actors comedians because we all kind of went through the same phase of disappointing our parents to do this job <laughs> we all had the same experience and like when we hang out in Singapore there was no questions of like hey can we go to Chinese food like look it's not. Like, weird Chinese food is just like, no, no, everybody was just down. We'd go to authentic Chinese food, and we did karaoke every night. Everybody was just on the same page, and it felt so good. You That's know? cool. Uh, if you're just tuning in, it's Jimmy O. Yang. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight and tomorrow. That's with us. Steve, I have a special surprise for you. Now, this is from a text message, so I hope this is correct. But did you star with Ken Jong in a BTS music video? I 
did. Yeah. Holy He's a crap. BTS fan. <laughs> I have become a fan of this. I saw them. Uh, this is recent because I saw my. Uh, Margaret Cho was here and she started uh-huh. laughing, but she was, you know, uh, she got it. They they did that, that song that they do with Halsey, uh, and and but they, it was without her. I'm, I'm not. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I know. I know my Halsey. So they, <laughs> they did, and I'm like, oh, and I told these guys I watched it. I was like, <laughs> Saturday Night Live. I was being dismissive on Saturday Night Live, and, and like, and then I suddenly like, oh, this is really good. I was enjoying the yeah. performance, and now I really do kind of dig them. And now I'm sort of into the the K-pop scene a little bit. It's amazing. It is amazing because. Again, there's such an over-the-top nature to what's being done, but it's done with such zeal and joy. You'd have to be a rock to not be, uh, at least get into it a little bit. Are you you a fan at all? I'm a huge fan. Yeah. And, And, I mean, it's the new Backstreet Boys, but they just happen to be Korean. Yeah, I think they're better. And that's huge for the community, once again. Like, I mean, whenever I meet a girl that tells me she she listens to BTS... (laughs) It's a done deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just, that's it. It's great. They're representing, man. Like, it's great. And they're, like, sexy. They're, like, sex symbols worldwide. So it's 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 great for so us. So there's, a, there's wow. a, I just found, I, was, I think I was showing a video to somebody. It's it's 10 uh, uh, girls. I don't know the name of this band, but somebody just, and I, of course, now I get inundated. And somehow I end up on BTS message boards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. the point of my life. But, but so, uh, it, but, uh. There's a lot out there, you know, and it's it's cool to discover this. I wanted to ask you something that I saw, and I don't know if this is real. Did you do work with the Harlem Globetrotters? Oh, man. You know, people ask me that. Uh, it was one of my very first paid jobs ever. So the Harlem Globetrotters, they go to China for, like, a world tour every year. Right. And they and I was, like, the one of the only Chinese-American comedians they could find. This was, like, 10 years ago. And uh, and I was the only one they could afford, I guess. They paid me $200. To, to, to do what exactly? <laughs> to be a consultant. So they sent me the script for the Chinese tour to make sure nothing's offensive. Oh. oh. Okay. Honestly, I didn't even read the script. <laughs> you're, you're good to go. I didn't know. I was like, that was my first job as a comic. I didn't know. And I skimmed through the script. There's something about, like, they bring out, like, a Hello Kitty thing, yeah. you know, in the middle of their show. I, I just told them for $200. I was like... Dude, you know, Hello Kitty's Japanese, not Chinese. Okay, just so you guys know that. <laughs> and that was it. That was that was my two hundred dollars worth of advice. And and now on my Wikipedia says that I wrote for the Harlem Globetrotters. So I was like, what the hell could he possibly be writing for the Harlem Globetrotters? Right? Oh, I mean, you know so they're going to win. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Wow. Hey, I wanted to ask you about a, a term that I wasn't familiar with that I did learn in in Crazy Rich Asians was uh, they talk about being called a banana. Oh yeah. Uh, yellow on the outside, white on the inside. Is that an insult amongst uh, the Asian community? Yeah, well... An not, Asian to Asian insult of sorts? Kind of, like a nice nudge. Like, like okay. you know, you, why, why are you acting so white type of deal? Is okay. that like an Asian version of like an Uncle Tom? Yeah, like yeah. Well, well that, that's a bit harsher. Or we Oreo. have a term for that called Uncle Chan. If you look on uh, <laughs> the hater Asian Twitterverse... <laughs> You know, <laughs> the ton of that. Asian Twitter yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, 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 banana, a Twinkie, you know? Okay. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, right. I've always wanted to go to, to Hong Kong, and uh, it, it just looks, you know, like a fascinating. How, how old were you How when you left? I was 13. Okay, she had Very some time awkward age to yeah. come wow. to a different country. Yeah. You know? All right, uh, real quick then, what is, your, what is your Asian name then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, my in Cantonese is uh, instead of Jimmy. My Asian first name is uh, Man Singh, or in Mandarin, it's Wan Chen. It stands for ten thousand success. 
10,000 okay. success. Yeah. So my okay. parents were definitely trying to set me up for failure. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You're like five success. <laughs> yeah, and then the last name means in the world of comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please tell me that they're proud of you right now. They are. Okay. It took them a long time to come around. Uh, I take them to all the premieres. Um, I took them to the Patriots Day premiere, mm. and all my dad wanted was a selfie with Mark Wahlberg. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was very embarrassing. Did he no, get it? He got it. He right. got it. Uh, same thing with Crazy Rich Asians. They wanted a selfie with Constance and Michelle, and they got that so they were like real happy about that but still they didn't like care that i was there almost <laughs> but it wasn't until i made it on a chinese newspaper really then they were like oh, okay he made it okay so yeah. so wow. like uh, silicon valley then uh, they know we're not on their radar they yes and no my dad understands comedy a little better yeah. than my mom like he loved it uh my mom watched it for the first time he's like hey jimmy can you not hunch it back <laughs> He's correcting your posture. Yeah, I was like, Ma, I'm playing a character in the show. It's like, okay, play someone who doesn't hunch his back. <laughs> yeah, sure. Speaking of Silicon Valley, I read the other day, six seasons going to be the last one. Yeah, it uh, is. Are we you just done announced it. Filming it, or have you started? Or? We just we just had our first table read. Uh, oh. So we're going to go in the end of this month. We're going to start. Very the table exciting. the table read process is kind of interesting. I've seen footage of it, and and uh, so when you're sitting down there, is that the first time you're reading the script? Well, uh, it's not supposed to be. You know, they send you the script the night before. If right. you're, you know, if you, you're, you're really good about it. You read it before. Are you Sometimes good about I read it? it, sometimes I'm not. And All then right. I get caught because, like, I'm way too enthralled in the script, like, as if I'm watching as an audience member. So I get caught not reading it because I'm like, ooh, no way. Oh. <laughs> you know? And then Amanda Crew would turn to me and be like, you didn't read the script, huh? <laughs> Same but thing it, with, I think there was a famous video out there now with Kit Harrington's reaction of the last season. He starts crying, of, yeah, yeah, when yeah, he yeah. finds out what happens to, uh, to his, uh, to his, to his lover. Yeah, 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 or, yeah. Oh, to Egret. Yeah. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Oh, to this last season. Oh, no, no spoilers. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you have a birthday coming up. Yeah, uh, this Tuesday. coming week. Yeah, you're the day before me. You're the 11th. Oh, really? I'm you're the 12th. 12th? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some Gemini. Yeah. yeah. You gonna do anything special, or birthdays just kind of? Eh. I don't know. I'm 31 now. I feel like once you pass 30, it's nothing. Yeah, special. I'm 31 too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I just like a nice dinner and go to a local bar. You know. Okay. I'm chill. Cool. Any any woman in your life these days, or or anyone in your life? Yeah, do, you romantically? Know, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> depends yeah, on the weekend. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it I'm, depends I'm, on what city I'm, I'm in. Right? Like, no, come depends on. Depends if he meets some BTS fans. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. You and Gemma Chan hit it off. Uh, we did the press tour together. Yeah. She, yeah. She's great. She's amazing. But she she she's in uh, Britain. Well, she's in Britain. Speaking quickly of that, uh, there's talk about a second one. Yes. And, yeah. And I think you, they're I writing it because it's based on three books. Yeah. So we don't know. We don't know what it's going to be about. Hopefully, I'll be a part of it. Yeah, and, it'd uh, be nuts to not have you in it. I know, right? Yeah. We, we're such a your, close family. Your character stood out so much that they could, if, if the success yeah. continues, they could spin it off and yeah. have your own movie. That would be fun. I would love that. I love playing that guy. And it's just, so freeing. Just give you uh, weapons to shoot. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. It's like when um, like really good people get to play villains, and they're so good at it. Yeah. Because it's just not, you know, it's That'd like, oh, fun. oh, I can be... Yeah. Bad and mean, and, and they it, relish it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, anything in the works right now that uh, that we should keep an eye out for as far as uh, yeah, did a couple things. So funny, he says Steve Byrne. Uh, yeah. He just directed a movie that I'm in. He was telling us about it. It's, yeah. it's uh, it has to do with the opening act. It's called the opening act about yeah. stand up comedy. It's a really in depth look at oh, stand up right. comedy. He's, he's really passionate about. It. We love him. He's he's, he's, he's such amazing. a great guy. 
And uh, he he did a movie about the magician, the the the, uh, the amazing Jonathan that just came out. Uh, uh, I think right. on YouTube now you can find it. So how, uh, have you got, gotten to see a final cut of opening act? Or uh, no, I haven't. Every other comic has seen it, you know, <laughs> but I haven't yeah. because uh, I think Steve wanted some notes from the other comics, you know, to make it better, to make the cut better. But the actor should never see it, you know, because yeah. if I see it, I'll, I'll have. Too many notes that's just about me. Right. Well, it's, got, it's got you. It's got Tom Segura, Neil Brennan, Russell Peters, oh, yeah. uh, Cedric uh, Bill the Entertainer, Burr. Bill Burr, yeah. Whitney. It's like the who's who's of comedy. And they all play a part in did it. Did you have scenes with these people, or is it shot individually? Yeah, I was the main character. I play basically play like a young Steve going through to my first weekend in a stand-up comedy club. And so I had scenes with everyone, and it was cool. Some of these, are, like Cedric, Bill, are my heroes, and it was my first time meeting them. And it was just so cool. He was effusive wow. about about them, and and also he was um, he was saying how you know he wanted to make sure he got it tonally pr- correct for what it's like. Absolutely. for a comedian, very to authentic go the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's so, awesome. Yeah, that was super fun to do. And then right after that, uh, I shot a reboot to Fantasy Island. No, is this like a horror movie? It's gonna be a thriller. Yeah, it's very cool. It's a Blumhouse Sony production. Well, Blumhouse is the horror division. That's right. So, oh, wow. so a quick question on that. A lot of people don't realize if you look at the early, the first Ricardo Montalban, yeah, Fantasy Island, there were elements of uh, Twilight Zone-ish horror, and very then they did much. one with Malcolm McDowell oh. that went a little bit more horror yeah, and yeah, a little yeah. bit more troubling. Uh, so this is actually this is a good of. Uh, basis for something to be a little bit darker. Yeah, I think you see, hopefully the trailer will come out soon. Uh, the movie's coming out um, in February uh, of 2020. It's it's dark and it's very cool. Like Everybody goes in there with what they think is going to be their fantasy and then it goes awry just like the show. Yeah. Uh, Nick just pulled up the, the casting. I'm looking at it right now. Michael Rooker's in this. Yeah, amazing. He, he is one of the most awesomely bizarre people we've ever met. He's great. Yeah. Oh, he's great. And he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He and was now like he's whole... doing NASCAR commercials, which are Is really he? good. Yeah. Well, the first time I ever saw him was in a movie called Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. He was mm. like one of his first. And he's, you know, the guy is... is Nobody plays crazy like he does. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and you see it in this movie. Are you <laughs> a are you a guest on the island? I, I, I okay. I am All right, so some weird stuff could happen to you. Oh yeah, well, you know, I, I think, and I'm I'm gonna say this. It was really nice meeting you. We're never gonna see you again because <laughs> your star is on the rise, and you're gonna be too big for us. That so. is not true. No, man. It's totally Hell, we true. almost didn't meet you the first you. time. You're in the damn building. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, wait till Crazy Rich Asian three comes. <laughs> then, oh. you'll, then you'll disconnect. You guys yeah. will have to come to my man. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Jimmy is gonna be at Helium Comedy Club. There's uh, shows tonight, and tomorrow. They're at seven thirty and ten p.m. And you can get those tickets at heliumcomedy.com. Great to meet you, Jimmy. Thanks for coming. Thank you. In. So nice. Enjoy. Your time in Philadelphia. Jimmy O'Yang. Take a break and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Hey, gang, we need your blood. It's time to roll up your sleeve for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, Saturday, June 15th. Last year was the second largest blood drive in the nation, and with your help, it'll be number one this year. So we're headed to the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks for this year's drive with kids' activities from Aim High Studio and Painter Treasure Ceramics, plus Rita's Water Ice and Alex's Lemonade Stand. The Red Cross is always in need, especially leading into the summer months, so make an appointment now at WMMR.com. All donors get 
the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and this year's pint glass from Window Nation. Hundreds of donors will be randomly selected for free tickets to one of these concerts at the BB&T Pavilion, the Smashing Pumpkins, and Noel Gallagher on August 8th. Or Alice Cooper and Hailstorm on August 16th. Tickets for these shows are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Our 14th annual I Flee for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. From the American Red Cross Penn Jersey Blood Services region. And 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. What if I said, I want you to give me the traffic, girl? <laughs> that may, you know, still kind of oh, breaks yeah. it up. It's still creepy, but... Yeah, it's still yeah. creepy. Not as uh, bad. I want to mention that it is a theme block party weekend on MMR this weekend. Always I love great, these. Always great weekend programming. Yeah, there's going to be three song blocks from your favorite bands, but there, there's a special uh, theme with the blocks, and they have a common thread. Uh, and all you have to do is be the correct caller when prompted, and you guess the correct theme, and you win a four-pack of tickets to Dorney Park and Wildwater Kingdom. So that's going on this weekend, just to give you a heads up on that. Nice. And it says, feel free to plug Pierre's Workforce Blocks if and when this you feel it fits. So check out Pierre's Workforce <laughs> Blocks. Because we, we feel it fits. Weekdays at noon. Request one for right now. I mean, because it's the block weekend. So uh, Pierre does the blocks. So you can go to PierreWMMR.com. Let him know what you're interested in hearing. And the man will eventually get around to it. I guarantee you that. All right. We're going to do the Bizarre file. So let's go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Brought to you by Godshaw's. Cook out and eat lighter with Godshaw's real meat, real wood smoked turkey bacon. 80% less fat than pork bacon. And all the rich, smoky flavor. Discover hundreds of recipes at Godshaw's.com. I'm sorry, I just saw a picture of the new Daily Rush video that's up. It's of the uh, the preacher that uh, <laughs> Kenneth Copeland... Yeah. And uh, defending the uh, his jets. And I just can't help... When I look at his face, I hear, there's absolute human filth. I just can't to be on a plane surrounded by, basically, you know when your testicles get sweaty and there's a residue? That's actual what a human is like on a plane. So the video is available now. Check that out. Okay. An argument between neighbors over feral cats, excuse me, led to a shootout that left a 45-year-old man dead and a deputy wounded. See, the Max Fund could have stepped in and stopped this. This got out of hand. Sheriff Wayne Ivey said a deputy responded to a disturbance in the the area regarding feral cats and asked one of the neighbors to leave the area so that he could speak to another neighbor. Eric uh, Giebauer, I guess I say his name, uh, became agitated and went behind a vehicle where the deputy heard a rifle being uh, discharged. Jesus. Yeah, deputy said the two then engaged in a gunfight with both the deputy and Giebauer, Giebauer, whatever his name is, being shot. Ivy said the uh, the deputy uh, expended an entire magazine round in the shootout. He said it lasted long enough for a deputy to expend all the rounds in the magazine, reload, and re-engage the suspect. Over cats. This is the sheriff. Yeah, Ivy said that the <clears throat> the deputy was pulled to safety by a neighbor while Guy Bauer died of his wounds. Neighbor said that uh, there's been an ongoing controversy over the feeding of feral cats in the area. Uh, neighbor said, uh, we do have too many feral cats in the neighborhood but you don't take a gun out and start shooting people. That's kind of outrageous. Uh, the deputy received multiple gunshot wounds and was transported to an area hospital in serious but stable condition. Apparently, he's going to be okay, but he was hurt pretty bad. I think he's right. Murdering someone over feral cats is kind of outrageous. Just kind of outrageous. Uh, the neighbor said that he was always the angry and violent neighbor. He was just a, a douchebag, so um, he's gone now. Even though shaving and uh, that and sometimes uh, comes with razor burn, or it will sometimes come with razor burn, 
It can be the better choice than waxing. On occasion, a woman from Glasgow, Scotland, named Kiera, decided to wax both of her armpits ahead of her vacation. Unfortunately, the wax solidified faster than she expected and stuck her arm to her side. She glued her armpit. That is great. Yep. She also noted that... Y-M-C-A. Not her. (laughs) Uh, She also noted that uh, she was able to get the wax off Wax on, wax off. Without much of an incident and did not require any medical attention. The wax she used was red, and that led some people to fear that the photo she posted was her armpit filled with blood. Show me strip the pits. <laughs> but apparently that was not the case, so she was able to get it off. But that's I didn't realize funny. it would serve as an epoxy. Yeah, I guess, I guess it can. I don't know. Police in Decatur had to tranquilize two of three deer that crashed through the window of an apartment at a retirement community while a woman was inside. That's <laughs> Officers went to Adams Woodcrest Retirement Community Tuesday night. A woman was sitting in her living room when three deer jumped through the apartment's bedroom window. So there was a time to watch murder, she wrote, and these deer come through the window. Uh, Deputy Bryce uh, Kukalan went to the apartment. Uh, he saw the woman inside sitting on the couch with one of the deer jumping around her in her living room. Oh my, was she wearing shoes? Please tell me she was wearing shoes. Uh, you, you, that's what you got to do just in case a deer gets Could in the house. you get this goddamn thing out of here? Uh, the officer shielded the woman until it was safe for her to exit the home. And at one point, two of the deer went into the bathroom of the apartment. To smoke, to, uh, snore coke. <laughs> uh, two of the deer had to be tranquilized and then removed from the apartment. Uh, they were taken outside where they recovered and ran away. This does happen, I guess, sometimes they're, they're thrown off. They see a light source or something. Mm-hmm. And they go running for it. And fun and hijinks ensue. The third deer jumped back through the window and uh, ran away. So he got out of there. A massive swastika is one homeowner's front or on uh, is on one on a homeowner's front yard, uh, and his neighbors don't really care for it. This is in El Sabrante, California, uh, and apparently, according to Steve Johnson, who owns a home, he said, "I own this house. I'll put what I want. I ain't none of you guys. It ain't none of you guys' business. It ain't uh, none of us guys' business." Now, yeah. Has he claimed that this is some sort of Tibetan symbol or something like that? Yep. Uh, it's a newly made swastika symbol. It's now embedded in his front yard. I think this guy's full of crap. Uh, it sounds like a bunch of crap to me. Because actually, it's closest to, a, I believe, a Hindu symbol, right? Yeah. The but, original swastika. Yeah, but listen to this. He said, uh, I like those signs. I think they look cool. I like them. The signs on Johnson's handrail and around his doorbell, too. But he insists they're not a symbol of Nazi Germany during World War II. He said it's a Tibetan sign. That's way back before swastikas were invented. When asked, are you Tibetan, Johnson said, I could be. Okay. <laughs> Many Eastern religions use what's known as a swastika with arms, which, however, Steve, here's the difference. Yeah. The arms face counterclockwise. The Third Reich changed the symbol to face clockwise. Johnson's face clockwise. Oh, there you it's go. a swastika. Mr. Uh-huh. Tibetan. Uh, Renee Schultz is Johnson's neighbor. <clears throat> She's Jewish. Asked if she found the symbol offensive. She said a yes on behalf of all the Jews that died. Yes, absolutely. I was th- actually, <laughs> and it's huge, by the way. It's I was really big, yeah. Thinking about swastikas just like last week, and I was thinking like, what if somebody or some other group adopted the swastika to sort of take away its power? Well, I think that'd understand? be a great business move. If, a, if, if it, like, like instead of snuggles the fabric softener bear, not like that. I was thinking along the lines of like the LGBTQ community. If they made it like a rainbow swastika, no swastika, way no? in hell. Mm. It's like 
But maybe can we make Adolf Hitler a good guy? No, I'm not saying that. I know, I know. <laughs> no, You're no. trying to rob it of its impact. Yes. But it is no. There's no way. No, there's, there's no way to no rob way. it. Nah. By the way, one of the neighbors uh said uh who who grew up with him and since childhood said I consider him I consider the guy harmless. He said maybe he's a little too lazy to be a full blown neo Nazi. <laughs> I'll tell you something, he's the nicest Tibetan I know. Yeah. And uh, that when asked about the swastika sticker on his motorcycle, uh, he ended the interview there. Shut so, up. Yeah, shut yeah, up. It's a Tibetan brand of motorcycle. <laughs> and that's what I have for it's you. It's a Sherpacicle. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second, and I'm going to give away uh, one of our awesome sets of passes. We have a pair of tickets to Elmwood Park Zoo's Beast of a Feast, and it's on June 20th. Enjoy food samplings and open bar from the over 30 restaurants, 12 breweries. As you stroll through the zoo, we'll take caller number 20 at 215-263-WMMR. The Capitol Grill here, the Blue Bell Inn serving food up for us as well. Fantastic. The food is sensational. Oh. Plus, I love the zoo itself. It's just, it's the right size. You have a great time. There's always so much going on. You're going to have a blast. Caller 20, you get it. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Don't miss the First Amendment Comedy Takeover, July 23rd through 28th. See the best in stand-up comedy along with some of your favorite podcasts, like readings, Q&As, and more at the Met Philadelphia, the Fillmore, TLA, and Punchline, like Burt Chrysler. We went ziplining, and we get there, and I start looking at other families, like, sizing us up, going, those parents look like they do CrossFit. Then I look at me and my wife, I'm like, oh, we look like crossing guards. Also, how did this get made with Jason Manzukas and Paul Shearer, The Try Guys, Gil Tony, Daniel Schloss, Che Guerrera, and more. Tickets and info for all shows at FactPhilly.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I need to go back and look this up, but if you want to use that song in a movie, you have to pay ACDC like a ridiculous amount of cash. You know, and the Marvel movies made them a lot of money. They did. Um you know what other movie uses that and a whole bunch of other ACDC prominently is uh, Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, yep. That's where Who Made Who yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, came out. So yeah, ACDC on MMR and we should have we had so much yesterday that we uh wanted to talk to Jack White about. Excuse me. Never got around to the amount of his music that's used in films. They had, a, had a, an IMDb printout of, you know, whatever credits, because uh, we wanted to look up, you know, his acting credits as well, because yeah. he's from Walker, Dewey Cox story, which is amazing. Uh, but it was page after page after page after page of movies that his songs have been used in, and he must make <laughs> money hand over fist in the film. Well, you pointed out, well, you, we were t- not to him, but... Icky Thump is used for Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. And that great, awesome. that great scene where he's walking and the wave crashes and he smashes the bottle down on the yeah. ground. Yeah. It's, it's from uh, Justice League. It's excellent. Wow. Uh, speaking of excellent, whatever little dessert product I just uh, had. Uh-huh. Was it the banana? Yes. Yeah, we had that. Steve and I had it too. <laughs> is that Was that uh, Capital Grill or was that Blue Bell Inn that brought that? I I don't know. But anyway, they're both hey, We're going to say Capital Grill because they're here. Blue, but blue. it was Blue Bell Inn, I think. Was it? Yeah, yeah. It, it was like I, like brownie material. Yeah. And a little uh, banana circle banana of love. And then inside of it was banana cream pie with, with whipped cream on top of it. I did not know that that had a banana flavor. Until, I was just expecting chocolate. Yeah. I'm just a fan freaking tasting it now as Viagra. 
Oh, you should. Because <laughs> I... It's so good. I got wood. Yeah, absolutely, man. Oh uh, I want you go. I want you so bad. Here, let me take a little banana cream pie treat. Uh, so thank you to those guys, and they're here uh, in conjunction with uh, Elmwood Park Zoo, and the Beast of a Feast is coming up on the 20th. Uh, cool event. We'll do some more giveaways before the uh, the show is up. And in the meantime, i got to do uh, today's lesson question, and we're going to give away for that a pair of tickets for the live taping of the Comic Book Gurus podcast. Franklin Institute. Steve Morrison's going to be hosting I that will. Thursday, June 13th, so uh, next week. And then you get to go to the exhibit and everything, which I'll tell you about in a moment. So the question I have for you, i got to ask this. There's two different things that I could ask about this particular topic, but I'm going to go with this. What shape do table pancakes come in? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. What shape do table pancakes come in? 215-263-WMMR. They're not circles, I'll tell you that. No, no, no. Let's see if you know the answer, and we're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by God Shaw's Cook Out and Eat Lighter with God Shaw's Real Meat, Real Wood, Smoked Turkey Bacon, 80% less fat than pork bacon, and all the rich, smoky flavor. Discover hundreds of recipes at godshaws.com. What's happening this morning, Steve? Well, Joey Fatone filing for divorce from his wife of 15 years, Kelly Baldwin. Baldwin says when she first met Fatone, he was Mr. In Sync, and now he's Mr. His dentures are in the sink. Yeah. Oh, durka, durka, durka. Madonna is slamming a New York Times journalist who called her a fake intellectual feminist. Madonna took special exception to the reporter revealing that her hip-hop grill is locked in place with Polydent. <laughs> and finally, Camilla Parker Bowles has gone viral with a video that shows her knowingly winking while standing behind President Trump. The president wasn't upset by the gesture, mainly because he thought she was the lead singer from Whitesnake. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash. All right, we're going to go to the phones and see if we can get an answer to... Uh, today's lesson question. Where's Marissa? See if she can find that song for oh, me. Okay. All right, thank you. Mary's it. Uh, so what shape do table pancakes come in? Uh, 215-263-WMMR is the number. I am going to go to AJ to find the answer. Hey, AJ, how you doing? Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. What shape do table pancakes come in? That'd be a parabola. Parabola. Yeah! yeah. Hang on, AJ. We are going to take care of you, my friend, to get a pair of tickets to a live, live taping of the Comic Book Gurus podcast at the Franklin Institute, hosted by Steve Morrison, Thursday, June 13th at 6 p.m. And after the podcast, you can tour the exhibit, Marvel Universe of Superheroes, explore Marvel's legacy through immersive set pieces, original artwork, movie props, costumes, and other rare materials now open at the Franklin Institute tickets and information at fi.edu. Let's get to music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, uh, I don't have a sponsor, but I'm going to dedicate this to Katie and Frankie in our studio who just got engaged. Just a minute ago. No, it was last Friday. But uh, I wanted to send this out to those two crazy characters. Love birds. All right, we're going to get into this with the fact that it's the 25th anniversary arriving Friday of Stone Temple Pilots' uh, sophomore album, Purple, which is a phenomenal album. Uh, They're going to release... (laughs) They're going to release a new Super Deluxe Edition. Uh, The triple CD single LP... 
includes a newly remastered version of the original studio album on both CD and vinyl, plus unreleased versions of album tracks and rarities, along with an unreleased full concert recording from 1994. I don't mm, remember what songs were on that one. Big Empty was on it. Okay. Um, and Case, I... I should know this, and I can't remember. But I just I remember having it and going space people. This was the band. I'm not. They come from space, so they don't come from here. That might be the most covered song of all time. I think so. Yeah. Uh, I just remember when when it came out. I was like, wow. Okay, here's my band. I really, you know, as much as as Pearl Jam and Nirvana were, yeah. were banging away. Uh, this this album was one that made me go. STP was was a band to be reckoned STP with. STP so. is for me. Uh, so you had Vaseline was on there. Okay. Uh, Interstate Love Song, Big Empty. Those are the big hits. Unglued was another good song. I actually thought it was Pretty, Pearl Jam. Uh, Pretty Penny is another good one too. Did you really? Yeah. Okay. For, uh, initially. Yeah. Wow. If all of these songs were on this album, then what was on Core? Space uh, People. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? They come from space, so they don't come from here. Besides yeah. plush, that is. Uh, so Nick has pulled up Core, Dead and Bloated was on there. Sex type, sex type thing, Wicked Garden. Wow. That's a great one too. Holy crap! What's that? Creep was on there. Uh, yeah, Plush. Uh, so Cracker Man, man, that's a good tune. That's uh, that's good. Uh, I'm a man. This is uncanny. Is that Cracker Man? Yeah. So both Purple and Core. So when did Core come out? Was that the that first? That was the first one, yeah. That was okay. like 93 or something like that. June of 94. And yeah, it was when like I, 94 or something like that. It was June of 94. <laughs> it was probably in June, sometime in 94. Uh, guess what? Chicken butt? Today is the anniversary <laughs> of the release of Purple. Oh! It's no today. Yeah. Uh, okay. The end is Purple. <laughs> so, anyway. Was any of that information legitimate? I, uh, no, I got most of it wrong. Okay. Uh, <laughs> purple came out in June of 94. Okay. Core came out in 93. Yeah, I was right! Woo! Uh, today's the anniversary of Purple coming out. All right. They... <laughs> Are you done with that? I'm done with okay, that. Okay, I can turn it back up. <laughs> I thought we were playing Name That Tune. <laughs> I was too busy gloating to do my job, all right? Here, Casey, pull up a random song. Okay, any anything, random song? Anything from any band, okay. whatever. We're going to play Name That Tune, Steve. All right. The Fade Up and Out dis- okay, edition. Okay, so you can do it. Right, do so to... start playing okay. it, Lee. Uh, you know what? In fact, is I'll, it an STP song? I'll, no, it's it's a, any I song. Mean, I have no idea who I told. I'm not even looking. Don't even look. And uh, and I'll continue on. Let the song establish. It's playing as we speak. I'll All just right. I'll turn it up and then back down. Sort of nervous now. And you guys name the song. By the way, a limited edition bundle of the super deluxe edition is now available uh, to pre-order at StoneTemplePilots.com. Say what? All right, what was that? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, say what you? Yeah. Say what? Oh. Third eye blind. Uh, What's that? Third Eye Blind? No. All right. Uh, Space People? You want it one more? Here, let's do another one. Hang on. <laughs> oh, oh, get up there. Cracker, cracker, cracker. Yeah. 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 Where did that come out? <laughs> a new game, a new game, a new game. <laughs> All right. That was too much. Ready you gave to, up too much. Ready to play? Right, ready to play? Right, yeah. Right, right, yeah. Hang right, on here, a second. No, here we go. Steve. <laughs> that is... Uh, that's Vaseline. That's right, yeah. Yeah. No, that's Space People. I just don't know the artist. Space Vaseline. <laughs> Get another one ready. I'll go through halfway through the next uh, story. I'll do it again. Okay. All right. Let me know when you're playing. Uh, I'm playing. Trent Reznor is apparently fine with the Netflix series Black Mirror taking several Nine Inch Nails songs and remixing them for a new episode called Rachel, Jack, and Ashley 2. So he's fine with this. Yeah. The uh, (laughs) episode stars Miley Cyrus. uh, Cyrus. (laughs) 
<laughs> Shut up. That's okay. Keep going. The name as, is a Miley Soros. As a pop star named Ashley O, who sings popular versions of Nine Inch Nails classics. Such I think as, if we have enough genetic matter, we could actually create our own Miley Soros. Uh, such as Head Like a Hole. Reznor even gave Black Mirror creator Charlie Brooker permission to change the lyrics as needed. Brooker explained at a press conference, uh, Reznor got it straight away. It was via email, and he was really happy. He wanted to see the script, and I got to rewrite his lyrics in a chirpy way. How is the? Uh, how is that? Who watched all the Black Mirror? Did you, it's just I'm, like three I'm ep- in the middle of the Miley Cyrus uh, one. That's Did you say it was one. just three episodes? Yeah, I, I thought there yeah. was more, but yep. Is uh, it Nick good? Right. Is she good? Cyrus, Miley Cyrus? Cyrus? Uh, she is, so far, because I didn't watch the whole thing, uh, she's in the very beginning of it, and it's like, um, her, she's a pop star in this, and, uh, her brand creates, like, a, uh, like, almost like an Alexa. Okay. But it's like a doll, though. Okay. Interesting. Hang hang on. All right. What was that? Wait, hold it, hold it. It's the the bitches you can't play that same clip again. Nope. All right. Mm-mm. It's play. The song is playing. I just have it turned down, and I fade it up and right, back. Give us out. a little more. You want a little more? Yeah. All right, here we go. Well, Sounds like Elvis Costello. Uh, radio, radio. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I got one. You guys ready? Yeah. All right, get ready. <laughs> that's the hamster dance. Yeah, is that what that's called? Mm-hmm. All right, let me think of another song. Think of another one. Get another one ready. Say, okay. he, by the way, Charlie Brooker said, "I'm not the best lyricist in the world." And there's one point where she's singing, "I'm stoked on ambition and verve instead of you're going to get what you deserve." So he rewrote the lyrics. Brooker added, uh, "He thought that you know, Trent thought it was all very funny. Uh, he found all of the dark comedy very entertaining. There are lots of dark concepts in the film." <laughs> And we just enjoyed a childish subversion of them. Subversion of them. The episode began streaming on Wednesday as Netflix premiered three new episodes as part of Black Mirror's fifth season. So, yeah, just three episodes. I guess that's a ripoff. I love Black Mirror. That's a ripoff. That's not cool. I hope that they at least don't wait as long for the next season. Is Miley Cyrus attractive? Yes. Sometimes. No. No. For the most part, no. I think, Kathy. But I think sometimes she can be. Sometimes. All right, hang on. Wow, that oh. is uh, that's uh, that's people. white stripes. Oh, is it? Uh, is that Icky Thump? It's Icky Thump. Whoa! We found our game. What do we call it? Fade in and out. Rub one out. Rub one Rub out. One out. Go Weston like that one. <laughs> All right, we're done with that for oh, now. Oh, man. Thanks, I, well, thanks well, for nothing. Well, I have a story about someone dying, so uh, we can't, okay. we're not going to do it no, in the middle can't list. laugh at someone's dead, oh, Kathy. Uh, it, Dr. John passed away. Yeah. Uh, I really liked him. Uh, he was pretty cool. He only had one real hit, but he played with so many musicians. What's the one hit? Must have been the right place. Right place, wrong, wrong time. time. This is it right here. Casey's got it. So, yeah, it was uh, that came out in... 1973, but uh, he was, he, and it was a top ten hit. It was a big hit. He was a perennial, though. He would he would sell out his shows, and he was a great keyboard player. Yeah, besides just being a, a did singer. he do session work? Yeah, he did all kinds of stuff. So uh, he was a legendary New Orleans musician and producer, and was 77 years old. You guys remember the song? Oh yeah.
Uh, he died of a heart attack on June 6th. He was 77 years old. Uh-huh. A message was posted on his official Facebook page, which read, Towards the break of the day on June 6th, 2019, iconic music legend Malcolm John Rebenack Jr., professionally known as Dr. John, passed away at a heart attack as a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee, six-time Grammy winner, songwriter, composer, producer, and performer. He created a unique blend of music which carried him uh, carried his hometown, New Orleans, at its heart and is uh, was always in his heart. Uh, the family thanks all whom have shared his unique musical journey and request privacy at this time. Memorial uh, arrangements will be announced uh, in due course. Please send all donations to the President and Steve show. Well, this is Ringo Starr who tapped uh, Dr. John as one of the inaugural members of his 1989 All-Star Band tweeted, God bless Dr. John. Peace and love to all his family. I love the doctor. How often did he play with the uh, with Ringo's it's a Good question. Um, I'm band. Not, I'm not really sure. He had uh, originally started as an L.A. session uh, musician in the 60s behind the likes of Sonny and Cher and others. So he probably would have been involved in that Wrecking Crew He might very well have been. Somehow or another. That, not, maybe not a direct member, but he would certainly have been within the, the that circle. That Ringo band that, you know, that he would do, it'd come around, the tour would come around like every year. Yeah. Uh, he had some of the the greats. Yeah, it's it's fun. I've seen the show, and uh, and it's great. Does but... he do it anymore? Oh, yeah, yeah. Does he? Yeah, okay. in fact, uh, October, I think. Uh, Marissa, what's that? You Okay. It in Casey's ear, but I said it really loud because I was shouting because oh. I got really excited. It's August 14th. Oh, August 14th. At the Met. Okay. It's August 14th! I saw you jump. She and I saw it, her yeah. cover her face. She has a, an intercom button that goes straight into your headphones. And I right? think she turned it all the way up. Okay. Yeah. Can you do that again? It's August 14th! I just saw Casey jump out. But no, I've, I've had painful ear experiences. I shouldn't joke. So, he has worked with the who's who in the world of music. John Lennon, Eric Clapton, Rolling Stones, uh, Bob Dylan, Bette Midler, the band. Bette Midler? Yeah. Bette Midler's band. I thought band. I said her name wrong. Uh, Carly Simon and James Taylor, Van Morrison, Lou Reed, Greg Allman, Aretha Franklin, and there are literally dozens of others. In fact, Steve, uh, his Thanksgiving 1976 performance of Such a Night at the band's final concert at Winterland, which was preserved for the silver screen in the last waltz, will be remembered for a long time. I he do remember that. that. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, I, I mean, to me, that is um, still, that might be the greatest concert movie ever. You had Martin amazing. Scorsese directing it. And uh, you have so many in- legends come out. It's just, it, it, it has a magical look to it. Yep. All right, then one last story. Tool in... Uh, Tool's ability to release a new album, or I should say inability to release a new album during the past 13 years, has apparently not done any damage to the band's pull as a concert attraction. Listen to this. The latest box score report has arrived, listing three sold-out shows in the Midwest that all grossed over $1 million. Wow. Each show. And this is a band who has not had an album out since 2006. Imagine the amount of money they would have made over the years if they had done, you know couple more tours if they're they're that popular. I don't know, maybe is the fact that they've taken so long fueling all this interest. Uh, the shows took place in St. Louis and Kansas City. All three earned more than $1.1 million. The numbers did not reflect the band's net income following payments to the crew and opening act, travel expenses, fees for manager, agent, and promoter, and other costs. But it also didn't include the earnings from the sales of merch, which you know were tons as well. Yeah. Uh, Tool's currently raking in more big bucks as it plays a series of festival dates 
and headlining shows across uh, Europe. More North American shore, uh, shows are expected later in the year. The band's long-awaited fifth studio album is due out uh, August 30th, so before the end of the summer. What is it? That's when it'll be. And there you go. That's what I have in music news for you. All play, right. Can we play again? Uh, one more time. I got one, one song here. It's All a right. U2 song. I already heard it. No, no, I got a new so one. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I got to let it establish for a minute, so let me solicit for this. Uh, we have a pair of tickets to enjoy the Elmwood Park Zoo, Beast of a Feast. Uh, June 20th. So it's our last pair of tickets I have a giveaway. giveaway. We'll take caller 10 215-263-WMMR. Food samplings, open bar from over 30 restaurants, 12 breweries. You stroll through the zoo. You check out all the attractions. There's nothing like it. Have yourself a damn good time. You can get tickets at beastofafeast.com. So caller number 10 at 215-263-WMMR. We are going to take care of you. Here we go. Oh, Oh, it's WKRP a great... in yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. No. No. Greatest no. American Hero? No. What is it? Play it no, again. It's a legit song. It's not a theme song. Or I thought that was WKRP so in Cincinnati. Anybody else? Yeah. One more time. One more time. Angel. Angels is Centerfold. Yeah! Centerfold, Jay Giles Band. Oh, nice. I think we've all got one. I heard that. And I yeah. thought it was from Baby, the... if, if you, you have wondered. Nope. Not bad. Rub one out. New game. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are going to take a break, and I'm going to go get another one of those little banana things. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us because we have our Word of the Week prize to give away when we get back. Yes, podcasters, we have some for you. If you would like to go to the screening of Men in Black International on Tuesday, June 11th at 7.30 p.m. at the UA King of Prussia, Email your name, age, and phone number to podcast at WMMR.com. It's another quick one, so we'll alert the winners on Monday. Good luck, and have a great weekend, friends. Friday morning. Oh, feels wonderful. When you get as close to quitting time as we do, hopefully you feel the same, or maybe you're wrapping up your day as well, or maybe you're just getting started. Either way, MMR is here to keep you company. It's what we do. Pierre Robert will be in here shortly uh, to take over for a little while. Uh, but today has been a fun radio program. It has been. Great guests, fun conversation, really good food as well. And I would like to uh, thank a few people for being a part of today's program. Thank you to Mr. Jimmy O. Yang. Yeah, man. Uh, Jimmy, wonderful. From uh, You may know him from uh, Crazy Rich Asians or Silicon Valley or Fresh Off the Boat. or all, He's been in a whole lot of stuff. BTS video. And he does stand-up comedy. He's been doing that from the beginning. And he will be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow, 7.30 and 10 p.m. He's a super nice guy, too. We've had like, a whole host of really nice people this week. It's amazing. I love it. I think we just bring that out in people. And thank you. <laughs> To Elmwood Park Zoo, Beast of a Feast. Uh, so good. And especially uh, Capital Grill and Bluebell Inn, who supplied food for our uh, guests here today. And I'm sure they'll be supplying food for Beast of a Feast. And you can go to beastofafeast.com for this event. It is on June 20th. And all kinds of food and uh, and beverages. Unlimited samples, by the way. And, yeah, of course, the zoo, dogs. Yeah. And the zoo itself. Uh, which is a lot of fun. No, the the food's fantastic. It's gourmet stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's excellent. So, uh, Elmwood Park Zoo is where that is. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, I guess we need to do the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. So, um, let's fire that up and get ready to give it away. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... 
Y, as in yo-ho-ho. All right, and you should have a word, a five-lettered word. We'll take caller number eight at 215-263-WMMR, and we will see if you do indeed uh, know today's word of the week. Anybody got any appearances or things they want to hit? Yeah. Yeah, first Friday tonight in Phoenixville, which I, I mentioned earlier in the show, and I've Talked about for a few years now because it's a great time. It's every Friday. That's the first Friday of the month. And uh, it's 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., corner of Bridge and Main. And uh, like I said before, all the restaurants and all the bars open up their doors. It's a really nice vibe. It's it, I, People just walk around smiling, having a good time. Is the mayor out and about? Because he's, the he's, mayor he's is a cool a, dude. He is a fantastic yeah. guy. He's a huge fan of the show. He goes, Steve, he just goes around and hugs everybody. I love, yeah, he's such a, such a nice guy. Yeah, he's a really great guy. So uh, right on the corner of Bridge and Main, right in downtown Phoenixville, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, stop by, say hi tonight, and uh, we'd love to see you. All right, cool. And also, uh, I want to mention once again the theme uh, park body uh, block party weekend uh, that's going on here at MMR. Uh, three song blocks, your favorite bands all weekend long. And the added bonus is there will be a special theme uh, blocks that will be popping up from time to time. And when we prompt you, be the correct caller and guess the correct theme, and you can win a four pack of tickets to Dorney Park. And Wildwater Kingdom. I love doing that. I love the the guests. What these, you know, the, yeah. com, the common thread. Jackson does his um, as well. And, it's a lot and, of fun. But the uh, block themes are pretty cool too. And it's a chance for you to hear some great music and be a part of a cool contest. All right. So we were looking for caller number eight to give us the word of the week. I think we have that person ready to go. And it is Jeff, who is eighth. Hi, Jeff. Good morning. Hey, how are you guys? Good, Jeff. Do you know the word of the week? I hope so. Word is juicy. Juicy. That's correct. Great day in the morning. baby. Zip, zap, a diggy. All right, Jeff. Since you got it right, we have four Hershey Park tickets and an overnight stay for four for you, my man. Congratulations. God damn, that's awesome. Enjoy. (laughs) Hang on just a second. We'll get your information. Don't forget. God damn. Every... (laughs) <laughs> Every Hershey okay. Park ticket is packed with more than 70 attractions, including 14 coasters, an entire water park, and the all-new interactive gaming ride, Reese's Cup Fusion. And Ooh. you can save on tickets at HersheyPark.com. Hershey Park happiness is best when shared. So congratulations to you, sir. Uh, coming up in just a moment, Pierre Robert will take over, and we can find out what he has in store for you on today's radio show. What's up, man? Oh, <laughs> I thought you, that there was something else you were going to do first. No. Um, life is grand. <laughs> Good. I'm happy to hear that. Just somebody a general late, observation. Did somebody have a late night last night? Not me. No. <laughs> You're still lit. I don't know. <laughs> I love everybody. <laughs> everybody, man. Um, yes. Your hair looks wonderful. It does. <laughs> I'm it's, sorry. It's, it looks like you wrestled a bear. It is beautiful. It's a, I'm a mess. <laughs> this is a tough day. No, it's not, Buster. <laughs> All right. Let's sir. rock it. I'm sorry. Let's let's let her. We did, we, we did it. We did. We, we just did the gave word. Away in the fact, word this is Pierre. This is Monday morning. <laughs> we gave away the word of the week prize. Tell already. us what's going on in your show. We job. did. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's, remember. Yeah, that interview with Jagger ten minutes ago. Right, right. I was on stage with the Beatles. I didn't remember. Okay, let's uh, today on the show. Yeah, we're gonna have cool blocks. That'll be fun. Music, right? Cool music. Blocks. Yeah. Music 
box. Music box. Oh, that will oh, be that'll, fun. That'll, that'll be, be fun. Be. That'll be like we have a theme weekend of block parties. <laughs> oh, cool. And our theme today will be songs Kathy would like. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. All day long. <laughs> We're going to be dancing We're going to start day. with Slayer. <laughs> oh, God. And see where we go from there. All right. uh, we'll have workforce blocks of Live and Bush because both of those bands are in Atlantic City tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think at the Hard Rock. And uh, they're great. And they're touring together. They're both doing uh, legendary albums. Uh, throwing Copper. Throwing Copper and 16 Stone. Yeah, I think. correct. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Uh, we have a workforce block of Pretenders. I thought we hadn't done the letter yet. No, we did it. I was concerned. All right. I was right in the next room. Yeah. yeah. I was, we was curious as trying to get it together. Here. Yeah. Um, Ed, we'll have, um, uh... He was having some prime rib. Uh, it, it does it to me every time. When, <laughs> I, when I have that cowl. Yeah. Just, extra rare. Extra blood rare, yeah, yeah. as my mother used to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, other fun things. It'll be a great day. All right. I'm sure it's going to be grand. Letter was E. It was Y. Word. I made it Y. Right. The word letter was Y. <laughs> <laughs> It was going to be juice, but it turned out to be juicy. Yep. Yeah, just like you planned. That's the way we rock. Yes, it is. Let's, um... Since 1968. Color some right now. Color some? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Color some right now? We're, We're going to co- color some. Oh. Need a B12 shot as quick as you can. We're going to color between the lines, and then we're going to... Take our um, oranges and scrape them against the rock and make orange juice. Uh, scrape them against the rock. You know. As Jesus did. As Jesus did. When he was making <laughs> mimosas. <laughs> For the Last Supper. Everybody in? Thomas, would you like one? Uh, All this time we thought it was wine. Yeah. It was really it was the, last, it was the last brunch. Yeah, it's come on, Thomas. <laughs> That's excellent. I love that idea. Uh, yeah, la- so the last I. brunch. Uh, that's Do you remember the guy who um, who uh, got the tattoo of all of us yes. on as, his back yeah, yeah, and yeah. me yeah. as Jesus? It was yeah, the, last the last supper. supper. Yeah. the last supper. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. That guy is still out there. God Somewhere God. there's a guy with Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With our faces on there, wow. too, like his entire back. Huge. Wow. Yeah. That is dedication. It is. We owed him to stay on the air for some years. We do. Yeah. yeah. You do. All right, I need to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Dunkin', the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. The Preston and Steve Show runs on Dunkin'. By the way, it's National Donut Day. Remember that. And Chocolate Ice Cream Day. Buy really? a beverage and yes. you get a free donut at Dunkin'. So. Uh, also brought to you by Acme, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. And Chorus Photography, the official photographers of the Preston and Steve Show. Next weekend on the program in our studio will be Chris Porter and, oh, uh-huh. Todd Glass. Todd Glass. Oh, boy. Yep. Todd will be in town, so he will be joining us. Uh, so I think we're done. Yeah, that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have yourself a great weekend, dear friend. We will see you on Monday, Piers, and next. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve. Love you. Hate you. Live. All right. Here's for the guy who hates hearing the Baby Shark do 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 song, and now it's stuck in my head. I want to return the favor for him and everybody else out there while I'm driving my preschooler to his very last day. Next message. Once upon a time, there was a boy named Casey who stuck shrimp up his nose, and then he smelled all day. Love you guys. Bye. Next message. <clears throat> uh, 
The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. Hey, my name is Nate Bender from Checkpoint XP, and if you like video games, you should subscribe to the Checkpoint XP Daily Podcast from B-Pod Studios. On Checkpoint XP, we talk about the biggest stories in gaming, like the loot box controversy and the U.S. government getting involved with regulating video games. We also cover the latest news in the growing world of esports, like Nate Nanzer leaving the Overwatch League and joining Epic to jumpstart the Fortnite esports scene, or Tfue suing the esports organization that represents him phase clan and checkpoint xp gets access to some of the biggest names in video gaming and geek culture like sam regal from critical role and one of the best smash players in the world hungry box of team liquid so if you want to keep up on the latest in the world of video games make sure you're subscribed to the checkpoint xp daily podcast for new episodes monday through friday Find us at bpodstudios.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.